The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Domino is Blueberry Hill. That's it. Is, is there more Fats Domino I should be digging? When did that song come out? 1968. The, the Beatles did it. It's from uh, the album commonly known as the White Album, even though the real name is The Beatles, by The Beatles. And that's Fats Domino. I sort of thought he stopped doing songs in 1956. But he obviously recorded that 68, 69, I would have thought. Is there some more? I like that. I like that. I found some great Beatles covers for you tonight. Uh, late Night Alternative, I'm Ian Lee, who are you? Uh, Catherine Boyle. And Sam is answering the phones tonight. If you're waiting for a question, if you're waiting for the deep, detailed analysis of the Labour Manifesto, if you're waiting for something, you ain't going to get it. You ain't going to get it. Instead, you're just going to get us rambling on. And, and tonight's prep involved me Googling weird Beatles covers. I found some, I found some great ones. Let me play, oh, I found, I found, well, let's talk to our friend Sharon first. Good evening, Sharon. Hello, Ian. Hello, Catherine. Hey, Sharon. Hello, Sharon, my old friend. It's nice to bathe with you again. What can we do for you tonight, Sharon? <laughs> Don't shout at me. I have a story and I'll get to the point. Mm -hmm. Well, come on. <laughs> I like a style. <laughs> get to the point. So, 
This time last year, yes. I took an overdose. Oh, yeah, and oh. ended up in hospital. Oh, okay, sure. yes. but now I've got a better point than this, right? <laughs> um, I like you. You're bonkers. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, I was in a really dark place, a yes. really, really dark place. Yeah. Um, in hospital for five days, whatever. Anyway, I what? went on a spiral, left my kids, left my husband at Christmas. Flipping heck. Um, yeah. He asked me back, um, saved my life, and we travel to work now every day and on the way home listening to your podcast. Oh, yeah, ta, 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 ta. hang on a second. Are you saying our, now, are you saying that our podcast is responsible for the suicide, the, the, the no, attempts to no, take no, 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 Today, yeah. no, um, we, we've just, well, we've, we're back together, but our little bond together is our drive to work oh, in the morning. Sharon. And our little bond home again is <sighs> our little drive home again with you two on the radio. And we laugh and we cry. And this morning's um, podcast was Chris in Plymouth. Oh, for, that's from about, that's almost a year ago to the day. It was a year ago, yeah. Wow. Oh, yep. Sharon. Yeah, and you said something yeah. on there that you said when you get in that place, yeah. it's not, oh, I don't want this or I can't live like this. It's people are better off without me. Mm, yeah. And that's how I felt at that point. And I thought, oh, I couldn't wait till 10 o'clock to ring you and say, yes. Mm. That's what I thought. Mm. Um. But those thoughts, are you are you saying those thoughts uh, have, uh, are far behind you now? Oh, way far behind Brilliant. me now. I've got a granddaughter. And oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I'm in a great place. But Brilliant. Uh, we, we went to work this morning, yeah. and it was at that point where you went, Chris, Chris, can you answer me? Uh -oh. And then he had to get out for work, and all day long, I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I couldn't wait to get back in the car yeah. to put the podcast back on. To hear that he was okay again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he came on the show. I can let, spoiler alert. He came on the show a, a month or two afterwards as well. S still, you know, life was still difficult, but he was he, he survived that evening. Oh no, he he flicks back and forth to like it might be last year, but then we might listen to it last night. Oh God, is that not confusing? You can't you, you can't jump around in time like that. It'll drive you cra it'll drive you crazy. You know my husband anyway. He used to be a DPD driver, Craig. Oh, Craig! Well, I do know, I do know Craig. He, uh, when I moved into my new house, new house, gosh, we're talking August last year, like day two or three, this fella rocks up, he goes, oh my God, I can't believe it's you. And of course my ego was like, oh well, <laughs> of course. And, uh, he, he, he was always, a, he was a brilliant, uh, driver deliverer, better than the, the jerks we've got now doing it. <laughs> Actually, the new ones, the new one's really good as well. Oh well, send my best to Craig, Sharon, and thank you so, so much for your kind words, and I'm, I'm really glad that you're, you're, you're back on um, facing the right way again. Oh yeah, can I just ask you a question? Uh oh, here we go. I haven't got any no, money. No, no. I haven't got any no, money. No, it's all right. I've got none either. I oh, don't need good. it. Yep. Um, you said in your podcast that you were doing Luton next year. Oh shoot! Yeah, I need to get back to them with the dates. <laughs> yes, yes, we're doing Luton Library next year. Probably not until about September, I think. 
Okay, because I've looked on the website at your date and right. it's not there. Not there yet. I need to. Hold on, I'm going to write down in my diary. Uh, email Luton Library Theatre tomorrow. That's what I'm going to do. And we will keep an eye out and we'll be there. Okay, okay. Hang on. Email Luton. Thank you, Sharon. So nice to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks no, a lot. Bye bye. What a great start to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Everybody. A lot of people out there struggling. That's the weird thing. For those who, don't, who, who weren't listening to us, as we're picking up new listeners at a rate of knots. Uh, about this time last year, we just took a phone call from a guy called Chris, and uh, he had taken an overdose, and he was outside, and he didn't know where he was, uh, and he was dying. And thanks to the help of uh, Catherine and some eagle-eared listeners, we were able to pinpoint exactly where he was. Um, and 30 minutes, yeah, 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 after 30 minutes, the police rocked up and uh, saved him and uh, took him to the hospital. Um, I, I think he died for like, well, he was definitely in intensive care for a few days in a coma. I yeah. think he might have died and they brought him back, but he was certainly in a coma. Um, and I spoke to him a bit over that Christmas and he came on once or twice uh, on the show. I think the last time we spoke to him was about February earlier in the year. Chris, if you're listening, it'd be lovely to get an update, man, to know where you uh, where you are and what's going on. And thank you for that, Sharon. Those are nice words. What a start to the show. How humbling. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. I had something really good for the show tonight and I forgot to write it down. It was one of those things. I thought, this is so good. I will. I do not need to write it down, uh, and I'll remember it. And I can't. I thought tonight one of the things I can talk about it a little bit easier now about my velvet, uh, my cat being put to sleep yesterday. I can talk about it a little bit easier, but it's still very sad. But what struck me is that for those, for those of you who've been listening for a while, you'll know all about velvet. For the, again, for the new listeners, it was a cat I got her nearly 19 years ago. Uh, she was two years old. She was a rescue cat, and um, she's seen me through a marriage, through two kids, through a couple of long-term relationships. Um, and uh, she, yeah, anyway, she, I had to have her put her down yesterday. She was, she was coming up to 21, and she was not very well. And I took her to the vets, and the vet said, well... It's possibly her kidneys, and we could possibly give her an injection that might have an effect in 48 hours. And then he sort of paused and looked at me, and I said, is it time? And he said, I think it probably is. And so we put it down. Oh, it's the, the saddest thing. It's the saddest, saddest thing. And the reason I can talk about it now without crying is because I've been crying all day, <laughs> all day. And I might start crying in a bit. And um, But several things have uh have have come out of that oh and i got a card from the vets today oh i got a card from the vets saying really sorry for your loss and it was signed by everyone at the vets what a lovely what a lovely thing to do here's um uh so, so there's but there's a couple of things that kind of come out of it firstly right i i, I tweeted not the greatest picture of me in velvet. It's me in bed, topless, with her sniffing my eyeball, which is one of the things she liked to do. But it's the only one I could find. Uh, 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 it's the only one I could find. Better uh, than her nibbling your nipple, which it, she also liked to do. I never took a picture of that. That was a private moment between the two of us. Oh, when I got into bed last night, and I, I, I took I took a, took three packets of cat food out of the cupboard, and I went, ah, yes, and I put one one packet back, and then I went upstairs to bed, and I looked at where she would normally sleep, and I've got to move her bed and clean her hairs, and I've got her bowl. No one, no, none of the other cats are using that bowl. That bowl is velvet, so I've decided. Anyway, uh, uh, so I tweeted it, right? And the, t- it, the tweet has been, I'm not doing this for likes, obviously, but it's been liked 
like 12,000 times or 10,500 times, something like that, by big names. Big names. Dermot O'Leary. Susie Dent. Linda Nolan. Big names, Cat right? Hands. Which, which is, which is great. And, uh, I've not had one, not one, snarky, mean reply to that tweet. Now, admittedly, I muted a lot of people over the years and I blocked a lot of people. But still, you would think, I would think, maybe you wouldn't, I would think, I was waiting for the, oh man up snowflake, you crying again like you did in the jungle. Um, uh, the, the tension seeking, I was expect one of those. Nothing. Nothing. Unless I've missed it. I think I've seen all the comments. I think I've read all the comments. And I've taken the time to do that. So thank you. And all the emails, thank you. Uh, apart from the email from one guy who's a stalker <laughs> who sent me an email. <laughs> Unbelievable. A guy that we, we reported to the police. Just want to say, but sorry to hear about you. But, 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 you, but what? <laughs> we reported you to the police, you nut job. Could you not? Could, Could you, you not? not? <laughs> How dare you mention Velvet's name in an email, you scumbag. Um, uh, but not one snarky comment. And then our friend Dave DM'd me and said, I think you're finally having the experience on Twitter that most people have. Is Twitter, mate, is, 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 can it... I, I have no question to it. It just, it just proves to me that there are a lot of good people out there. A lot of good people. So many nice comments. And so many people very kindly sharing pictures of their cats and their dogs. And, um, a lot of, a lot of cats have died recently around the age of 20. I don't want to say there's a, I've got a conspiracy. Where theory. were you on the night in question? Exactly. When you, I think we know who's doing it. It's the people whose names can't be mentioned. <laughs> it's a reference to last night's show and our anti, uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. I don't, I do not, just to say, I do not think the Zionists or the Jewish people are going around killing cats around the age of 20. I have to clarify that. Um, uh, but most people have been really understanding. I was expecting a bit of, oh, mate, it's only a cat, get over it. But most people have got it. And then I found myself... They get- don't want to rile the cat lovers. No. And someone tweeted, um, Ian, it's Twitter, cats are taken very seriously here. <laughs> so thank you. But then I found myself doing, and I apologise for this, but this show is about honesty. I found myself thinking about a couple of tweets I saw, what I was expecting to get back, right? And the, the, the thing is, the first thought, we've talked about this, you can't control the first thought. The first thought is what the knee-jerk is instinctive, instinctual. Instinctual? Instinctive, I would say. Okay. But I think you can say that. The second thought is the one that counts, as far as I'm concerned. first one that pops up, you can act on it, you can go with it, you can run with it, or you can go, nah, get get, get out of here. What, what do I really think? And And I'll tell you what it was. Someone tweeted me that, and this might make you laugh, or it might not, if you're a better human than me. Someone tweeted, yeah, we lost our pet lizard of five the other day, and it, it broke my heart. And someone else tweeted about a snake dying. And I, it, it, and I kind of I, I went, yeah, all right, mate, whatever. And then I realised I was doing what I was expecting other people to do to me, because I do not see a lizard or a snake in the same way that I see a cat. Snob- I was being snobby. I was being a snob. I was being arrogant and I was being a snob. And, and it was, it was really interesting. I was, um, cause I saw it as I was getting in the car and then I was driving and I thought, God, that's, that's a terrible first thought to have. 
because obviously to those people, they were part of the family in the same way that Velvet, Velvet is one of my kids. Velvet was my, was, was my oldest kid, my, my, my little girl. Um, and these pets had similar, identical, whatever places in their family. And I felt really bad that my initial reaction was to sneer slightly, privately. I didn't tweet, of course I wouldn't tweet, to sneer slightly, uh, bloody lizard dying. But of course it doesn't matter, does it? It doesn't matter what it is. You have a living creature that is part of your family. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter... Uh, uh, what it is. So thank, I want to thank those people for sharing that with me because it really caused me to think a lot about what makes a family, what makes, you know, why, why we invite pets into our lives and why they become so important and why they can be like extra children or brothers or sisters. You know what I mean? Give me that kind of thing. Are you about to cry or are you stifling no, a yawn? No, 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 no. Or is it a fart? Before, now I've got a cat, but before, it was a fart. I only ever had goldfish. Yeah. No, pretty. I mean, they're, they're, they're a bit selfish. It's tough to build a relationship with, but I did get upset when. But Bentley I was died. really upset when my yeah. goldfish died. Like really upset. I wasn't so upset when the boy's goldfish died because it was like every other week, and I just had to keep going buying another one. Um, but we do invite animals to be part of our families, and it, I, I learned a real lesson today. It doesn't matter to me. It's cats. The boys have got a dog. I'm not so keen on dogs, but I get it, and I couldn't get. Until I saw these tweets, a snake and a lizard. Couldn't get it. Huh? But now I get it. So I want to thank those people for sharing that with me. It's um, really got me to think a lot. Um, but also, uh, I- I'm so thrilled that so many people have identified... Because and what I've, de- what I've definitely not said to anyone, and it's popped up in my head, didn't say what I wanted to say it to the vet when he put Velvet down, wanted to say it to the receptionist when I said, can I settle up? And she said, well, we don't have to do it today now. We can, I said, no, I, I, let's just do it. Wanted to say it to the builders at home. Patrick, if you're listening, um, please don't cause another leak in my house. For God's sakes, man. For God's sakes. Patrick caused a leak in my house that has caused thousands of pounds worth of damage. My God. Um, I wanted to say it on Twitter. And what I wanted to say was, oh God, you must think I'm so stupid crying about this. And that is a real me trying to cover up my, my trying to explain away, my, God, you must think I'm so stupid crying about this. Because of course the vet isn't going to think that. The receptionist isn't going to. People might think that, but, but so many people, what was the point I'm trying to get to? So many people on Twitter <coughs> have shown me, of course it's not stupid to be upset about that, that it is, it's not like losing a family member, it is losing a family member. And the grief is as real and as heavy as anything else. Would I cry more if one of my boys went? Yeah, probably. Of course. Of course. But the grief is real. The pain is real. I've been crying so much today. So much. And I was trying to find some pictures and I, I, I found a few. I've not got, I can't find many of when she was younger. But I've got a few and I, I, I found a half a dozen because my ex-wife wanted some because she's very upset. And, and I found some and then I was in tears and I thought, I can't look for any more. This will do for now. Um, so I've been in tears today. And I'll cry again when I go home. Of course I will. Uh, and that, you know, 
and I'm c- close to it now, but I'm not going to. But it doesn't matter if I do. But so many people have shown me that the grief when a pet goes is just as real and just as valid as when a human being goes. In some ways it could be more painful, some ways it might be less painful, but it's just as real and it's just as valid. And I nearly, I really didn't want to come in yesterday to do the show, but part of me thought, ah, part, I tell you what, my thinking was twofold. One that I'd had two nights off last week because I was not feeling great. And one was, I can't have the night off because a cat died. I, the last radio station I worked at, yeah. one of my colleagues, when he lost his cat, I think he was off for two weeks. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I get it. And of course I could have had a night off for Velvet dying. Of course I could have had the rest of the week off for Velvet dying. Um, that would be fine. And I think and it's partly because I've got a really good boss, actually, who um, gets the mental health stuff. He gets stuff. He's very, Denny is, for all of his faults, and there are many, main one being he's so tiny. So tiny. I have to, it's not really his fault. He has to, for me to look up to him, he has to stand on two boxes. But he's, he, but he's a great boss, and I know that not everywhere is, is uh, would be anywhere near his understanding as, 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 as our direct bosses, and so I'm, I'm eternally grateful for but that. You've never had to make an excuse to Denny. No, 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 no. I've, I've, no, I've always, always been able to tell him uh, the truth. Um, but, 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 but again, it, it, it made me think, I, I don't quite know what this, this is. We're going to go to an advert in a minute, and we've got uh, Caddick, Greg, and Susan, and we'll, we'll do all that. And I've not really got a point. I guess the point I'm trying to make is, let me tie it in with something. I remember hearing on um, a rival breakfast show, Nick Ferrari, a couple of months ago, there was a campaign to make it law that you could take time off if a pet died. And he was being very sneering and condescending about it, as is his wont. And I remember sort of not being completely on his side, but I kind of got his point in a less condescending way, thinking, well, uh, two, three days off. Wasn't totally strong either way. I was kind of sitting on the fence, but slightly, I think both, I was sat on the fence, but both legs were on Ferrari's side of the fence. But I was still sat on the fence. But now, now, yeah, of course, of course, of course it should be. You lose someone that's lived with you for six months, ten years, twenty years, as Velvet did, then, yeah, of course you should be allowed to, it should be law that you can have, um, bereavement time off and here's the thing with animals you get them and they're your baby yeah and then all of a sudden they're older than you yeah and you're looking after an, yeah. o- an old person yeah you see their whole life mm. and you're their main focus of course you're gonna miss mm. them and now I'm going to start crying. So, that's not what this is about tonight. I'm going to try and keep the private crying a little bit more private. And um, if you want to hear me crying, get download last night's podcast. It's great. It's me crying about Velvet and then um, tearing uh, an anti-Semite, a new one. It's a wonderful mix. Really sums up what we do here on The Late Night Alternative. So, <laughs> there's no, you know, if you want to contribute to what I've said, that's great. Uh, I want to personally thank everybody who sent me an email, uh, apart from that guy, uh, or a, t- uh, a tweet. With your condolences, it, I've read every single one, man. I've not replied to all of them. Uh, I've replied to hardly any of them because actually I found it quite hard. But I've read every single one. And I've had some really nice offers of having some of the ashes turned into a bit of jewellery, which I'm going to do. 
of a very, um, very talented young woman whose name escapes me, but said if you can get a decent picture of Velvet, I'll do a portrait of her. Velvet did not like having her photo taken. You would get there with a phone or a camera, that's how old she is, and she'd look at you and then she'd just turn and walk away. Tell me about it's it. So, she just didn't like having her photo taken, mm. so I've not got many. But I'm going to try and find one, because this young woman is so talented and I, I thought that'd be lovely. Of course, I have a picture that you commissioned as my cr- Christmas present last year of her, which sits in the big painting, which is in the living room, and it's just, oh, it makes me, you know, it has me in pieces. Anyway, the point I'm trying to say is, I love everybody. I love you, Catherine. I love you, Sam. I love, um, who, who else do I love? I love, I love you, Alan. Yeah. Hello? I, I love you, Alan. Oh, I love you too, Ian. I love you, Susan. I love you. Um, and I love you, dear listener. Oh, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. It's all my love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, three four 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 nine nine one thousand. <laughs> what is going on with you, cats? Oh, we've got a game having an 85 up with Lionel Blow and name that tune. Oh, go on, let's play it. Uh, I'm battery down on the mobile. Because it was gone to a commercial break. Oh. Anyway, Bob, sorry to hear about your character. I know it's like to lose a pet. What did uh, you have, Alan? Well, I, I had two dogs that died. What were their names? The first one was called Lady. And the second one was called Bella. Hey, it's sad, isn't it? They were both 16 years old when they died. Mm, man. First one, lady died of a heart attack. Oh, blimey. And Bella died of a broken leg and old age. Ah, oh, man, it's, um, sad, isn't it? Um, when they, uh... Yeah, they were proper pets of family. And lady helped me coping with my phobia of dogs. I'll um, play this for your sadly deceased dog. Thank you. Well. Lady, I'm your I'm Oh, so many ways I, I still fear. Take her for a walk every day. Let me hold you in my arms for evermore. She would, I don't remember sitting with her on the sofa in the living room, watching the telly. You have and, she, and she would come up and give me a kiss. I really like that dog. I'm so lost in your love And oh girl We belong together <laughs> Won't you believe in my song <laughs> So many years I thought I'd never 
You're right, Alan. I'm just a bit sad about lady. Yeah, I know. It is sad. I hope you don't mind us playing that. I thought that was just a lovely song, and I thought it might be a nice little tribute, tribute. to you. Yeah, and it's nice to hear your thoughts, and, um, yeah, nice to hear your thoughts on it, Alan. Thank you, boss. No, thank you, mate. I'm sorry if I upset you. That's okay. Anyway, life goes on. I've got RuPaul's Drag Race UK report. <laughs> don't spoil it, please! <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of ladies. <laughs> yes, hang on. I've got a song for that. It, it goes, uh, <laughs> it goes a little bit like this. <laughs> Is that bag of chips or Divina de Campo? Don't spoil it, please. No, I'm talking about last week's. But just don't spoil it. You know, um, Catherine and I have been invited to the Rup RuPaul's Drag Con yeah. in Olympia in January. Wow! Yeah, and a lot of the big stars are going, oh, and well, which one started following me? Bag of uh, shite? No. Bag of Vin chips. Vinegar Strokes. Vinegar Strokes started following me, which is great. Well, she was eliminated in week three, she was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I like, I like those ladies. I don't, I don't know why they focus so much on their brothers. Uh, the brothers are, are weird, horrible looking men, but those, but the ladies are great. <laughs> there was a drag queen from Birmingham in there called Something Wrong. Yeah, there was, I remember. Yeah, well, well. She uh, got eliminated in week four. There we go. Alan, um, nice to talk to you, mate. Thank you for sharing um, your stories about ladies. It's, it's nice to hear, you know, how pets can uh, have an impact on us. And thanks for the RuPaul's Drag Race update. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much indeed. 03444991000. This is Talk Radio. Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Oh, I'm not, I'm not reading that out. No. My mum, this is someone who's not following me, no. My mum, this is horrible. Are you sure you want to read it out? Shall I have a look? Sure. You, I'm going to show it to you. It's the one above that picture of the satanic cat. Can you read that? <gasps> That's not. My mum ran a... You're going to read it out! <laughs> You're going to read it out! No questions asked. NQA. It's no questions it's, asked. It's clearly balls. Okay. You couldn't. Okay. You couldn't. Uh, you, you could, couldn't. though. You could. If you can run over a cable or a log. Carry on. What's that? Who's he referring to? Don't know. Go on. Just do the first bit then. My mum ran a Yorkshire Terrier over with a fly mow lawnmower. <sighs> See, extra detail. The mark of a liar. True story, not like that fraud then. He's calling Alan a fraud. What was extraordinary? Who hurt you, Eddie? Ay, Who ay, hurt ay. you? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Greg. No, I'm sorry, Ian. I'm still crying. Ah, oh, right. I'm back now. There you go. That's that I'm sorry. I'm 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 crying because about ten minutes ago you said you loved Alan. Yeah. 
and you said you loved Susan's yeah, first Karen. Yeah. Even if you loved your favourite correspondent. I love you. I love my favourite correspondent, Stephen, the Doctor Who correspondent. I oh. love that guy. But Greg, I love you too. It oh. just—I've only got two lines I can put to air, and to flip from one to the other takes a, takes a little bit of time and, and skill, and I couldn't be bothered. Okay. Uh, I thought the gag had—I thought the gag had worked. It had settled. It had landed. It had taken root. I didn't need to push it any further. I'm a master when it comes to knowing when to um, throw to a break after a gag. But uh, Greg, I love you. Thank you. That's all right. I'm I'm covered now. But okay. Right. Um, I've got a say yes word. You don't have to. Well, I don't have to, but I got to. You don't have to. Uh, I got to. Don't do it. Well, if it's, don't do it I, if it's a stretch. Don't if it's, do it if, if it's, it's against it's, your principles. If it's painful, you don't have to do it. No, I've got a yes word. A shwaddy word. Go on then. I've got to do a shwaddy waddy up there. No, you don't. I don't have to. No. But I miss somebody, I would. And I'm a man of my word. Okay, all right then. I don't want anyone to feel that they're being forced to do anything that they don't want to do. This show is, it's about freedoms, but it's also about consensuality. Um, which is when you, um, you take a census in a sensual way. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> When's the next census? I love filling those things in. We gotta be due a census soon. Ninety seven to oh, I think we did one like two years ago. Mm. Ah balls. I love those sensei. Um right, okay. Um hang on one second. No She's Time for a reluctant and slightly sarcastic Shawaddy Waddy oh, update oh. with our Shawaddy Waddy correspondent. Greg. Our correspondent. Greg. Slightly sarcastic. There it was. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. But if you cast your mind back to June 26, um. Or as we say in this country, June the 26th. On the 26th of June. Yes, yeah, all the 26th. You wouldn't in Pizza Express, maybe, or nope. whatever. But no, um, you said to me, if I want to get out of the schwaddy waddy thing, yeah. I've got to find a replacement. Right. To take over for me. Yep. Um, We're not having that bloody robot. Oh. That was our Shawaddy Waddy update with our Shawaddy Waddy correspondent. Great. Who's locked in for life, it's... Great. There we go. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Susan! Hello, Ian. Hello, Catherine. Hello, Susan. It's not, it's not a full moon, but I, I don't know. I feel, I feel, I'm feeling very emotional tonight. I don't know why. I've been, I felt emotional all day. And um, listening to what the show so far, um, it's been quite emotional, hasn't it? But I think with Sharon, with the lovely Sharon sharing her personal story with us, saying that um, she's felt in the past she was in a dark place and she felt that, you know, oh, I think the world will be a better place without me. Well, I've often felt that. Sharon, if you're listening, I've often felt that in my life, particularly when I was younger. Right. And, um... Hmm? Yeah. Sorry, Ian? Yes, yes. And, um... You know, uh, uh, when I was younger, I used to get quite uh, fed up with life. And sometimes I used to think, Jesus, I wish I could get off this planet. I really don't like it. I didn't become particularly want to die. I just want... Mm, well, so you wanted to become well, an no. astronaut? No. No, not at all. Oh. And I would hate to go to the moon. I, would, I really would hate to go to space. Although it turns out, there's an interesting yeah. thing, 
You know the, yeah. you know the centrifuge test? You, it's a big oh. robot arm where you sit in a pod and it spins you round and round and round and yeah. round. Like a crap waltzer. Yeah. 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 You don't have to yeah, do that horrible. test anymore. If you want to be, really? if, if you want to be an astronaut, an astronaut you an don't have to do that test anymore. In that case, I mean, yeah. You see, you see. I was the reason I seen James Bond do that in one of the James Bond documentaries. Me too. It looked awful. But it's horrible. Mm. It's horrible. Um, you see, the reason I wouldn't want to go to the moon is because we're not meant to be there. You have to wear breathing apparatus to to to, to just so, survive there. Okay, we're not so meant in to that, be in there. that, in that, in that. Let's follow that to its natural conclusions. So we're not yeah. meant to be on the moon because you need breathing apparatus. Yeah. That means we're yeah. not meant to be underwater? Uh, possibly, yes. Uh, possibly. That means we're not meant to be at possibly. the North Pole? No, because you can breathe at the North Pole. Yeah, but you have to wear, um, ex you have to wear warming apparatus. Yes, you do. You have to wear very heavy protective so you're not meant to be to there. Also, we're not no. meant to speak on the telephone. No. Correct. No, Catherine's got one. Why aren't we meant to speak on the telephone? It's not natural. Of course it's natural. You just talk in your room and whoever can hear you, that's, that's, that's the how limit. Is, how, is, how is the telephone? Show me an example of a telephone in nature, apart from those pipes no, that they build, no, um, that, that, in, that they build parks around. Even that is not natural. Shut up, they were there originally, the weren't they? The telephone is a, a mode of communication. It's been around a long time. Ah, it's so it's like the length say, of time. What are you going to say? You, you might as well say we're not supposed to use computers. Of course, exactly. Well, it's your, it's it's your argument. It's a mode of communication. It's your, yeah? it's your argument, not ours. Why don't you want to use Sorry? computers, Susan? No, I'm not. I didn't because they're not, they're not computer. natural. But, but, so no. why would that stop no. you using a computer? Zips aren't natural. Stop using it. Johnny's no, aren't natural. I didn't say it's unnatural. I said it's a form of communication. Yes, that is that is man-made. Yeah, but it doesn't matter, does it? Ma well, I thought it does. Your argument that your argument does not bear scrutiny. No, men have been inventing things from the year dot. That is what men, do, mankind, does. It invents things. Women like spaceships. Invent stuff. Yeah. Like spaceships and air equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's a form of evolution. Right, exactly. So we should anyway, go to the moon. Well, I, I, I mean, some people think we should. Personally, I don't, because I don't think... It's, Do it's you not, think... We'll never be able to live on it properly. Do we, we, can't, we can't live in parts of this country properly because of the flooding. No. No, but it's, it's not as... Uh, Do you think... The moon. Do yeah. you think man mm. actually went to the moon. Sorry? Well, man did go to the moon in the 60s, in the 50s. Man has gone to the moon. So you believe man that? Ha has this well, of course I do. It's Why do you believe that? Evidence. What evidence? Because we've had photographic evidence. Who took, right, if Neil, Di uh, Neil Armstrong, Armstrong, was, the, Armstrong yeah. was the first man on the moon, yeah. who took the picture? Well, the, the, Susan. the people that were following him. But the, they were in front of him. Following him. There was a picture of him stepping out of the lunar module. Yes. Who took that? Well, the crew, somebody in the crew, somebody who was up there with him. So somebody went out first, before the first man on the moon. You're no, just, you're all over the shop tonight. Time. Your argument is when making no sense time. at all. Time. 
went out at the same time as him. What, like holding hands? I don't know the answer. So well, you're saying, hang on a minute, him. are you saying, let me get this right, are you yeah. saying they sent homosexuals to the moon to gay no, it up? I haven't brought homosexuality, what the hell did you say that for? I haven't brought homosexuality into any of this conversation. Oh, so you're, you you're a homophobe. You think they shouldn't send gay men no. to the moon because they'd be too busy no. kissing. You said they went out together. Not at all. No. So you're saying, here we go, let me get this right. You don't think we should send people to the moon because homosexuality is not natural. Jesus, Susan, even by your standards, that's all over the shop. You are bringing homosexuality into this conversation. Why shouldn't I? What's wrong with being gay? What's wrong with being a homosexual? Nothing at all. Nothing. Then why can't they go to the moon? Well, they go to the moon if they want. Oh, so you want to send all gays to the moon now? Outrageous. Goodbye, Susan. Sorry, I will not tolerate, will not tolerate homophobia on this show. Sorry about that. Any of, any of our, um, uh, gay listeners, um, uh, just, just, just put each other's bodies down for a little bit. I want to apologise to you. Sorry about that. That was highly, highly offensive. Well, I didn't know that Neil and Buzz went out together. Good to know. It's good to know. Did we do that 22 break? We should do it now. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Don Cash, we just sent a very powerful tweet there. Thank you very much to Roger who um, nails it yet again. Susan is a homoonphobe. <laughs> Sad times. There was something I wanted to talk about. Was it not about that? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, tomorrow night, I set this up now, three hours of calls straight to air. I think we all, I, I could certainly do with a, a laugh and a bit of weirdness. Three hours, Sam, you in tomorrow? Come and sit in the studio with us tomorrow. We'll have Sam in the studio, three hours of calls straight to air. I'll bring biscuits. Yeah, bring biscuits. Just bring some refresh. Let's have a little party. All right, here we see what we'll do. Chips and dips. Tomorrow night, we'll have a little, little party in the studio. You're all invited to phone in, not turn up. Uh, and we'll take calls straight to air. And, uh, oh, I should say Christmas, me and Kath were off for two weeks. Normally I only take one week off, but I really fancy two weeks off. But we're coming back in, I think it's on the Tuesday to do the New Year's Eve party. It's on. For people who don't like New Year's Eve parties. So it's, it's, uh, we don't even really mention New Year's Eve. We just come in and dick around even more than we do Sadly, now. Sadly, we, uh, no longer have access to the roof. <laughs> <laughs> and a final, final bit of business. Um, I sent a load of pins and records out today. And I will be sending out another load on, another mother load on Monday. If you want to order them, I got the, the, the address to go to is a little bit weird. It's ianlee.com slash shop slash. You've got to put an extra slash. If you don't put the slash, it takes you to the t-shirts. Oh. Uh, I know, I'm going to get it changed to something else. But at the moment, it's ianlee.com slash shop slash. That will take you to the pins. That will take you to the records. Um, sent a load out today. I'm hoping uh, there's two harsh and someone else. I've got them in my bag because I, I, I did them later. I post those tomorrow. But if you ordered one online, you should get them tomorrow. Hopefully Saturday. There you go. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand.
Catherine, why don't you give us a little, uh, a little something there? You've been sat there mooning over, um, Andrew York. Now it's time to hear what you brought to the conversazione. Well, I like a romantic story at 10 oh, to 11 on a yes. Thursday, and I know you do too. Yes. A newlywed husband has been slammed on Facebook after having his wedding ring modelled on his wife's vajayjay. Oh, oh, and I have to say, I'm not going to look for any music for this, right? And I tell you why, because I got builders in, right? And Patrick was um, listening, and he today... And I was Patrick the Flooder. Yeah, Patrick the Flooder. The floodist. <laughs> and I always get embarrassed when people who are sort of aren't family and stuff, but sort of say that they listen. For example, I know that one of my son's music teachers mm -hmm. is a listener of the show. Yeah, a guy in the petrol station where I live loves the show. The guy in the petrol station near me that sells poppers. <laughs> There's a petrol station, right, near me <laughs> that sells uh, sweeties, it's got coffee machine, yeah. all of this. He sells poppers. <laughs> the sex drug. And you've got does, to does he know? Does it, because it says on there, of course, they say room odorizers. They're on the counter, right? They're on the counter, <laughs> liquid gold. Right, <laughs> what pop, yeah, I don't go to what poppers do, it gives you a ten second rush and it loosens your sphincter. Um, and every time I go in, I think, why is a petrol station selling poppers? <laughs> um, anyway, and, and, and now I'm going to say hello to my, um, <laughs> this is terrible, tell us my, my, um, son's music teacher, Tim, who is, apparently is a fan of the show. Good evening, uh, Tim. Please don't tell my son this is what I talk about. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. But so I get embarrassed that Tim is, is, is listening. Um, and, and Patrick is listening and he's, he's, he's brilliant. These, these builders I got in a great, uh, working really hard. Uh, and I said, I wanted to have a little doze today and I had quite, I had quite a big headache. I'd been out and done some work and stuff and I had a bit of a headache and I said to them, guys, I'm just going to go in my room for a bit. I'm going to be having a doze. I've got a headache. If you need anything, just give us a knock. They said, okay. And Patrick said, I won't do the accent, but it's Polish. I will do the accent. I know why you have bad head. I said, why is that? You are spending too much time listening to penis music. <laughs> If you missed last night's show, you won't have a clue what we're talking about, and I ain't going to explain it now. But I was so embarrassed that someone I am paying money to, to do work in my house, knows that I listen to penis music. <laughs> <laughs> and now Tim knows if he didn't before. <laughs> Tim, Tim, you mustn't, please, you mustn't tell my boy. He thinks I do a, a, a proper news show like his mum. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tim, it's nice to have you on board, and thank you for the lovely email today. I really appreciate it. Back to the fanny ring. <laughs> oh, God! I, I want us to get taken off air. If I was listening to this show, I, I would get us taken off air. This is awful. <laughs> Taking to a wedding shaming group, because there is such a thing. Okay. One user shared an image of the ring, and people were in shock over the very personal design. Found this on Twitter, the user wrote. The husband's wedding ring is a moulding of his wife's coochie. Oh! <laughs> a coochie? Yes! The, the vagina ring, actually, it's a vulva. The vagina ring had been placed in is it, the... Hang on, is it, what is it, a car or a genital? <laughs> oh, a, gen a genital. <laughs> the singular. Could you leave my genital alone? It, aren't the genitals, aren't they in the Bible? Uh, <laughs> are, are, they, are they people who aren't Jewish, <laughs> the genitals? Not, Have I got it right? 
<laughs> I used to know, know a woman called Jenny Taylor. I used to know Jenny Taylor as well. Ma married to, to a friend of mine called Nick Taylor. Jenny Taylor. <laughs> okay, so, okay. Just, just wanna, uh, yeah, yeah, just yeah, yeah. wanna make sure we get this story accurate. Okay, very important. The, vag the vagina ring had been placed in the bride's red rose bouquet. Not a euphemism. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna keep out of this one. Um, I'll let you carry this. Along boy. with another very normal style, which is thought to be the wife's ring. Okay. She should get one based on his bean hole. Tiny little brown hairy <laughs> ring oh that you can okay, we know. put a pinky in, oh my God. or a thumb. And users were in shock, with one commenting. <laughs> Sam's typing an email to HR asking to be taken off this show as it violates his human rights. <laughs> and I agree with him. <laughs> users were in shock, with one commenting, but what do you tell your grandma? <laughs> <laughs> or your co-workers? I hate this. Stop it. Others were confused over why the husband wanted to, and I quote, show off his wife's lady bits. Well, well, some people are very proud. Why does he want to show off his wife's lady bits for the world to see, one wrote. Mm. Did he make it himself, or did he have to show a picture? Or worse, well, brought his wife with him to get it made? Maybe it's um, like those moulds you get, you know, maybe it's like a, what, a plastic mould and you, you, you sink it in there. Mm -hmm. and, um, or maybe, you know when they do hands in concrete, maybe she didn't have to <laughs> squat over a concrete... <laughs> Bucket full of concrete. Or a bowl of jelly. I don't, yeah, possibly. I don't, we just don't know. We just don't have the ev. If you know, 0344-499-1000. Another joked, I so wish I was there to see how this all went down at the jeweller. Despite most users shaming the controversial design, some thought it was a funny gesture. Yeah. One wrote, I mean, I don't hate it. I think it's funny. Yep. What do you think, asked the son. I think it's great. I love it. And I want to buy it. I want to buy his wife's vagina ring. <laughs> What do you reckon, Alistair? Do you want to buy his wife's oh. vagina ring? Oh, it's, it's an amazing story, that. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, not sure about the uh, use of... Uh, it's just the shape, it's not the actual vagina, isn't it? It's the, it's, well, it's, no, it's not her vagina. They've not surgically removed her vagina. No. That, that, would, be. that would be weird. Yeah. That would be weird, but, 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 no, it is, um, it is a, 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 a replica of her delicate rose. <laughs> Um, what can we do for you, please, well, Alistair? Uh, Alistair Bannister? Can I talk about my dogs? Yeah, go on. So, um, I had Bella, uh, sort of a, a lab mix for about uh, eight years, and then I had Stella, which was a cross between a, a, a Rottweiler and a, a lab Flip for eight years. Wowzers. And um, I was, I mean, especially Stella, because was really close to Stella when she died last year. Yeah. Um, I, um, well, it was terrible uh, for me. So I, I do I know what you're going through, mate. It's tough, and, isn't it? Uh, it's really I, tough. my love to you. Thank um, you, and, and, um, I'm sorry for well, your loss as well, because it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it's tough. Uh, I mean, probably, you know, with the benefit of hindsight, looking back, maybe it was an excuse, but it definitely triggered the start of my downhill thing with the drink again. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, perhaps it would, I might have done that anyway, I don't know. Um, and after that, I got another dog called Marlon. Uh, <laughs> I love, here's the thing, right, I'm not laughing at the name Marlon, I wouldn't laugh at Pet's name, but 
It's just, uh, pets names, man. I just, I just, I mean, yeah. I've got a George and a Patty and a Lucky and a Mucky and I had a Velvet. And a, a Marlon and a Stella and a Bella. I love it. I love it. <laughs> pets names are the best. There's a real freedom you get with naming a pet that you don't get with kids and it's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, now, I did look after Marlon fine. He was fed properly, he was walked, um, and I loved him, but I did have him when I was drinking, yeah. and one day I thought, look, this is not fair. I'm sure that he would prefer a better place if he was with someone who wasn't like me at that time, and uh, they they came to pick him up from me. Uh, but I still miss him as well. When was, when was that, Alistair? That would have been... Around about April this year. I remember you. T I, I think I remember you telling us. Yeah. That I think you did. Um. That's that's a that's a tough call to make, but well done for making the call. You know, you had the dog's interest, your Marlon's interests ahead of yeah. your own, and that it shows real compassion. But yeah, you must miss him. Are you? Considering, I always hesitate slightly asking this because mm. some people can get offended. But are, is is there a do you foresee a, a time in the future when you might invite another pet to live with you? Yeah, but I've, what I've said um, to myself is I'm going to wait one to two years sober. Beautiful. First, um, before I embark on that. Okay, it's got to be um, said, man. I can't think of a much better um, uh, gift to oneself for a, for a first year sober anniversary than, you know, in, inviting a, uh, something on four legs with a waggy tail into your house to live with you and to share, yeah. you know, the new direction that your life is heading in. Yeah, and it'll give me another, another thing to look forward yeah. to as well. Alistair, listen, yeah. we've got to move on because I'm so late for the news, I didn't realise the time, I do apologise. Let us know how it goes, but, um... Well, I'm really sorry for your losses, I'm really sorry. I've had some really nice emails as well during the show about um, pet losses and stuff. It's not me. It's not me. It was literally you, wasn't it? Apologise to the ladles it and jellyfish. It wasn't literally me, it was literally my It was literally your Literally dick. Talk radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
here we go. It's Fats Domino, man, from his album Sweet Patootie. Uh, I'm, I don't know anything about Fats Domino, right? And, and now I want to buy a Fats. This is this is where my addictive head comes in. I'm now looking at buying a, a box set of all of Fats Domino's albums. I'm looking at buying a Fats Domino biography, which would be a very good read, but I have many, 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 many books to read. Um, I told you this. Here's a question for you. How old? Well, you know the answer. Sam, this is a question for you, my young friend. How old was the original Beach Boys rhythm guitarist, David Marks, when he played on such Beach Boys hits as Surfing Safari, Surfing USA? You will know, of course, he left shortly after those hits of and course. was replaced by Al Jardine. But how old was the Beach Boys original guitarist, David Marks, when he played on Surfing Safari and Surfing USA? Well, I assume it's going to be either pretty high or pretty low, mm-hmm. so I'll go 12. Why would you? Why would he ruin a game like that? Why would he ruin so a game? So like him. Why would he? It was 13, but you ruined it. 12. 12 year old couldn't pick up a guitar. Prune. Um. That really. My 8 year old plays a guitar. She can't. No, she can't. Why would he? I, I, I've seen her. She can't. Why would he ruin the fun like that? The fun. Um. Remind us of that story you were just telling us, because our friend Scott Balcony, who is very close to being sainted um, with his, his work for um, Girly Swats and Lady Hale, mm. raising about 30 grand for the shelter charity. He's a feminist ally, if he's, not icon. He's about to be cancelled. Okay. A newlywed husband has been slammed on Facebook after having his wedding ring modelled on his wife's vagina. Okay, so Scott, he's about to be, about to be cancelled, Scott. Scott says... I, in fact, I wonder if we can, let me just call him up and let's see, let's see if the big man is prepared to do these jokes on the old wireless. I know the first joke, the first joke we can just about get away with. Let's see. He's going to bottle it. He's such a coward. Welcome to the O2 messaging service. The person you are calling is unable to take your call. Please leave your message after the tone. To re-record your message, key hash at any time. Okay, Scott, well, you're not prepared to answer. You're not, you're, you're a coward. So this is the first of your two jokes. I don't have the second joke. The first joke is about the ring that has a vagina on it. If you turn it around, has her husband moulded her bum hole <laughs> on the other <laughs> side? That's Scott, I for design. <laughs> Always looking for a, a, an easy in, is our Scott. Scott, I look forward to hearing <laughs> should do joke number two. That should be the engagement ring. And then the wedding ring goes on top so you get the full set. <laughs> He's typing. He could be typing the, uh, <laughs> the second, the second. I'm gonna play. I wanna play some really bad Beatles covers in a bit. Well, no, 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 no. Whoa, no, no. I want to play you some really interesting Beatles covers in a bit. And if anybody can, can give me any informazione about the old uh, FD Fats Domino, I'm in. But before that, let's speak to a good friend of the show, Michael. Good evening, Michael. Good evening, Michael. What you got for us? Well, I, w- I want to listen to the conversation about the moon. Um, oh, oh and yeah. I, I, knew, I knew it was 
Hello? Hello, yes. Yeah, we lost you for a second. You know yeah. what? Yeah. I knew it was fake. The moon. The when, moon landing. The, well, ah, yes. The moon is real. We think. We think. But we only have yeah. the man's word for it. But the moon landing's a fake. Tell me how you knew it. Well, you don't get flags waving on the moon. Um... Yeah. You don't get no wind. You don't get no wind well, on the moon. I imagine the trip up there is kind of bumpy and they're not eating the greatest food, so it's possible they had wind up there. Um, but the... Well, exactly. It, it, it's all... Here's the thing, uh, Michael. You sound like uh, an intelligent um, guy, right? It's obvious when you look at the Ev that man didn't land on the moon, right? You don't get wind up there. The flag is flapping in the breeze, right? Who took the picture of Neil Armstrong, right, and the uh, stars constellation, uh, it, it just doesn't, it's not set up right for where they're supposed to be in space. It's fake. He's gone. Okay, fine. Okay, well, I said all that. Nothing bullshit. more needs to be said. Yeah, that, that, that's all it is. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, and as we know, the Twin Towers were taken down by George W. Bush, and we also know I don't really want to go there because it's still too soon for me. Let us go to Dan. Good evening, Dan. Hi, how you doing? I'm okay, Dan. What have you got for us? Um, well, I heard the guy calling before about his dogs, and I thought I'd ring you with something a bit more light-hearted. Okay. Um, I, um, I was in the army for 24 years, and uh, last year I moved into a house, and we had a big family Christmas dinner, oh. and I was a bit unprepared for it. Hang on one second. Hang on one second, because... You have now planted the image in my head, and it's real for the first time this year. Christmas dinner. Oh, it's the first time I've talked about it, but it's the first, you saying that, Dan, it's the first time I'm thinking, oh, yeah, roasties, bit of turkey and some sprouts. Well, last year it was a bit of a blowout. Oh, go on. Um, you know, I couldn't find the scales, and then on Christmas Day I couldn't find the flour, and, but it, 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 I hook up. What are you doing, making a happen. cake? So, like last year was, you know, when it came to games, it was a bit of a, it, it fell apart. Anyway, so this year yeah. I've put extra effort in, right, yeah. and I've resurrected play your cards right. Oh, okay. I'm gonna have have the whole cards on the side. I've made a four five cards. Um, it's A4, sorry, A5 size card. Yes. To sit on the side. Higher, um, higher, lower, lower, higher, higher. I've, I've learned a few lines as if I'm, ha uh, as if I'm, um, uh, I forgot his name now. Um, Jesus, it's all going to go pear shaped again. Bruce Forsyth. Bruce Forsyth, that's Jeez. it. Go give um, us, give us some of the lines then. Uh, well, he, he says, um, he says, uh, <laughs> nice to see, uh, to see, uh, nice. He doesn't say the nice. They say, the audience say the nice. Nice to see ya, to see ya. Nice! That's how you do it. He also does, um, deep inside, I've got a feeling. Okay, dollies, do your dealing. That's right. And he's okay, just saying, feel it, feel it, over there, looking appealing. Come on, dollies, do that your dealing. Give us a twirl. Give us a twirl. Say. Give us a blowy, he used to say. <laughs> Give us a blowy, give us a blowy. <laughs> <laughs> so I've gone for this idea about this game, and I've set it up, and I've, I've made all a load of joke questions like, uh, um, uh, 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 what's that from? I've forgotten the word from. Uh, uh, so there's a, a big long word, like the big big long word. Um, can it's a very long word, but can you spell it? 
and then they could say IT. Yeah, we know. I love those. I lo have you got kids coming to play this? Yeah, yeah, but the youngest is going to be 14, so they're a bit older, do you know what I mean? IT, piss off. So, as I was going through all this, <laughs> yes. I thought, hang on, is there something else I can do to make it more than one game? And I've, I've got it. I've got the second game. Here we go. You, you're going to love it. This is your life. <laughs> how, do you, how, how, do you, how do you play This Is Your Life? It's dead easy. So you've got to get one stooge, yeah? And so we've got my, my, uh, my, sister's, my sister's husband. Come on, this sounds like the worst guy. Christmas I could ever yeah. possibly imagine. Yes. It, is it, it's better not be going on when Doctor Who's on. It's going to be his life. But before he gets his life, everyone is going to be given a card, right, to... Said to say a statement. Yes. Yeah. And then what happens then? I elaborate on what that statement is. Gosh. But it's a shock what's not a only to him as the stooge. Yes. But it's a shock to everyone else because they don't know what's coming. Wow. Well. So to give you an idea, mm -mm. I'll read one to you now. Please do. So Stuart has a daughter. She's eleven. Uh, no, no, she's seventeen years old, but she's very slim. Okay. Yeah? Oh gosh. And very, and very feminine. Her card says, soon I'll be able to scrum down with you. Yeah? Oh, God. That's her card. And then I say, yes, this is Charlotte, one of your daughters, or should I say, Adam, yes, 80% through transitioning so far, so masculine, he'll be able to crush a grape. He loves rugby, an all-hardcore game, and has even entered into the male contestants for the March 2020 MMA. Mixed martial arts, cage fighting, which is going to happen in Oldham. Oh God! So you're planning, you're you're <laughs> planning a bigoted Christmas, a transphobic Christmas. No, well, that's just one 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 thing. Oh. Yeah. Okay, but it's. But, he, but let, let, let me just let me just let me just let me just let me just. I I, I don't want to have a go at you, but that's that's um you know I don't know what your family sense of humour is, but that's pretty Jeff. That's not. <laughs> you know, j jokes about transitioning, and uh, you can do better than that, man. That's, there, there are some people, maybe not in your family, but there will be okay, some people okay. who are very upset okay. by that. I can do it's better than that. Quite unpleasant. Okay. I can do better than that. Okay. Um, I've got, I've got one here for you. Here we go. Uh, okay, so this is my brother. He's going to come in and say, "Land of hope and glory, master of the sea." Yeah. Yes. When he get, do you, do you know what the next word is after that? No. Doesn't ring any bells with you. How about to sing it? Land of hope and glory, master of the sea. Does it not ring any bells? I, I know the song. I know land of hope and glory. It's, it's, it's not master of the sea, but come on. <laughs> the answer is, it goes like, land of hope and glory, master of the sea. Shut up! <laughs> From an old program. Some mothers do have them. Get out of no, you've not heard of it. Anyway, your youngest person there is 14. <laughs> how old's the oldest person? Uh, eight, 80. All right, she'll get it. Yeah, some of them will get it. All right. So, my brother has been to India quite a few times. Oh, no. Don't do the voice. No, no, no. He's, got, he's been to India on business quite a few times. Okay. Because uh, of his business. So, he says that land of hope and glory thing. Yeah. Uh, and then I say. <sighs> Yes, he's here tonight. Oh. We've flown him halfway around the world uh, at the annoyance of Greta Thunberg. Here from New Delhi, Central India, is Mahatma Gandhi. 
Mahap, mahap, magandi, da na 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 Okay, I've got to be honest, it sounds absolutely bloody awful. Oh, dear. It sounds awful. Why would, what? I, I don't get it. It sounds offensive. It sounds dull. It sounds oh. embarrassing. Just get, just get. Put the telly on. <laughs> and everyone have a doze. Right. The car, you play your cards right. That could be a bit of fun, right? That could be a little bit of fun. If everyone's a little bit tipsy and you got, you got Nana going against Dad or something, that oh, could be alright. Then just get Uno out. Or, or, get, you know, d d get Uno get out. Get silly sausage. Get silly sausage. You don't want to spend all your time writing transphobic and unfunny Indian jokes, uh, for them <laughs> to fall flat on their ass, do you? Oh, uh, I, th I, th I think you're thinking of us uh, in a safe way. But, no, I'm know, thinking. It, I'm thinking in an entertaining think, way that will not kill everybody with embarrassment yeah. and boredom. You think um, once is funny, twice is quite amusing, but three, three times is not very funny anymore. I, so I don't think you know, anything you said about that. This is your life. Show, is I don't think that you, anything. You always say is, like that's not funny. No, I don't think anything about that. Um, uh, 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 this is your life thing is funny. Okay. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. Well, I tell you what, I look forward to speaking to you after Christmas, and you can apologise to me. <laughs> Listen, you've already had one disastrous Christmas. I, you, you don't oh, need... no, 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 because we didn't have any games. I thought you didn't have flour. Oh, that was for cooking. Right. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> where, whereabouts do you live, Dan? In Manchester. Oh, thank God. I am absolutely miles away, so I won't be anywhere near, near anywhere near that. Gosh. I mean. <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to. Hey! I don't want to belittle the guy, but that sounded awful, didn't it? It just. You can try too hard. Here's what we got for my. Uh, my, my sister is going to come over the weekend after Christmas, bring her kids, and I'll have my kids. And, um, well, I just have. Like, great, we'll be grazing all day. I don't think we're even going to sit, maybe we'll get a Domino's, I don't know, but we're going to be grazing all day. This is after Christmas, right? We'll be grazing all day. There'll just be food set up, dig in whenever you want to dig in. But a little bit of video games, a little bit of music, a little bit of that. And then at some point in the afternoon, I'll say, right, let's get some board games out. And not, I'm not talking Monopoly and stuff like that. I've got some good board games. That one where you've got, you know, things stuck on your head. You may know it as the Rizzler game. What am I? We'll play a few rounds of that. Pass the bomb. Pass the bomb is a great game. Games that are fast that are stupid, where um, the kids are on an equal footing with the adults, and then we might do a little bit of apple bobbing because it went down so well at New Year's Eve. We might do a little bit of that as well. But I'm not going to write an elaborate script um, that is not funny. Well, that aside, anything that involves one person being the showman can only be mortifying for everyone else surely yeah, yeah, surely yeah. Uh, also yeah, yeah, imagine yeah. you're the brother-in-law <laughs> i mean <laughs> dan. also imagine you're the the teenage girl who's the first one to start <laughs> off dan trust me trust me mate it sounds absolutely bloody awful <laughs> it did it just just ditch it, please. God, it sounds like an afternoon with Jim Davidson. Oh, you. We didn't do the break, did we? Oh, man, we should have done the break. Oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. 
Tales of mystery and imagination on the radio show that does things differently. Dolly Parton, I listen to a record that they love. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. I'm a nutjob, but not that kind of nutjob. On Talk Radio. Honest to God, it's the new Breaking Bad. Oh no! Um, and we've got some interesting news. Dan, who just called in, is going to be filling in for Martin Kellner this weekend. So that's something. Thing about Christmas, right? Christmas Day, I'm going to be at my sister's, and I'm really looking forward to that because she does a good old roast, and then the kids kind of go off and play video games. I can be sat on my own for a little bit, and yeah, I, feel, I still it's my first, second Christmas without the boys on Christmas Day, right? So it's still a, it's still a thing. It'll be my first Christmas without Velvet, I know, and that will be a thing. Um, but it's a really nice day, and I'm, I'm thrilled that that family feel comfortable inviting me around for the day as the sad old uncle. Let's get your sad old uncle in, whose life is a car crash. You are not a sad old uncle. They um, adore you, and you're well, the that, fun well, uncle. Time. I get on so well with those kids. Um, and then Boxing Day, I'm picking up my boys sort of midday, and then I've got them for Thursday, Friday, probably Saturday, Sunday, taking back Sunday night, maybe Monday. And um, I really think kind of... Less is more. Have plenty of food. It's, it's about food. It's about being together, really. Although, young, I can understand kids thinking, geez, all right. But have plenty of food if you're in a position to be able to afford it. And I know not everyone is, and I know not everyone will be spending Christmas time. But my Christmas is actually have plenty of food. So kids go, I'm hungry. You go, you know where it is. Just go and help yourself. Have a couple of days of eating crap, whatever you want. You know where it is. Go and help yourself. Uh, right. And then at some point in the afternoon, right, turn that off, turn that off, right, everybody turn that off, we're going we're gonna to play a few games now. And my kids are well up for it. Dylan, who's 14, is still well up for that kind of stuff. We just sit around and play some stupid games and throw things at each other and make and scream and make a lot of noise. When the kids start getting bored, we've got to just put a movie on or something. That's it. Yeah, I live around the corner from my mum and we never did organised fun. I hate organised fun. We're Mancunian. Yeah. <laughs> we don't do that. But... The last two years, we've started this thing that's become a bit of a, tra- tra- a tradition, whereby af- we have the main meal in the afternoon, yeah. about two-ish, and then in the evening <coughs> there's a buffet. Yeah. And I the mean. adults tend to be sitting around the buffet grazing yeah. for most of the afternoon. And when the kids are done playing with their toys or running around the living room and sk- doing skids and stuff, they'll come in and they really enjoy, and I've asked my kids about this, and their favourite part of Christmas is always the bit at the end when we play flipping silly sausage. Charades, or, man. Or whatever it might be. And the pet, you know, the grown-ups are a little bit tipsy yeah, yeah. and the kids get the upper hand. It's brilliant. Kids really like when grown-ups join them at yeah. their level. At their level. And it's not a patronising... What's this should play? This what's this game? We kept Fortnite, right? Okay, so how does it? They really like it when they go right. Do you know what? I'm gonna have a go at this, right? And my boys love it that I go. Look, I'm not very good at Fortnite. Can I sit in on this game? Well, yeah. Oh, brilliant. So, so but when you go when it's adults going right, we're gonna have a game of charades, okay? Right? No, 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 no. Take it serious. The kids love it. Yeah. When you come 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 down, when they come up, whatever. When you meet in the middle somewhere like that, love it. I bought Christmas crackers with handbells in two years ago. Oh. With hilarious consequences. We only had oh, one, oh, yes, yes, only yes, had yes, one yes. music sheet and it's all numbers. So everyone got a handbell and there was enough for everyone to have one. <laughs> so you're responsible for one number. And I was the conductor and I'm calling out all the numbers. Well, they're, they're in a cracker because you made they're in a you cracker. told to me. It's like you have proper handbells. No, they're in a cracker. They're tiny. Ah. But they, they sound crap. And one A4 sheet with all these like songs on numbers. And I, I'd had a couple before, by the, by the time we got down to uh, playing the handbells. 
And every time six came up, I was going, six? Who's six? Mm. Everyone re responded, you! <laughs> I kept forgetting that was number That's six. It. But now we keep the handbells. I've printed off more sheets. Yep. We may or may not get round to Beautiful. it. But six love has become the, the joke. And I always get number six bell. Love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, I'll tell you what. Let's find out what... what um, because Christmas, of course, is a Christian festival, but loads of people of different faiths celebrate it. I wondered um, if uh, ghost people celebrated it. Mm. David, do you, David Babcock, do you celebrate Christmas, or, or, or are you busy communicating with the spirits or humping your well, Hoover? I, well, I do actually, and um, it's actually it's actually quite funny, really, with the the last guy you had on. Um, I've actually this year when I'm going around to my family's for Christmas, uh, I've got a few uh, like a bit of a performance of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you sure? I got a few lines knocking around on the script. If you, you know, run it past you. Yeah. Is it is it wacky? It's a bit wacky. I'm thinking what I'll do is after dinner and everyone's a bit you know sat around watching TV. Who who will I'm be there? Who who will be there, David? Because we don't really know a lot about your family. Uh, my grand, my mum, my brother, and he's got a girlfriend, I think, and this is all together. And are they all alive, or any of those in spirit? No, no, they're all alive. Okay. Sausage. Do you Just have checking. ghosts come uh, at Christmas? Uh, Christmas is a very festive time. I'm sure you've seen uh, it's, a, it's a Christmas carol. Yes. Yeah. I've seen it's a Christmas carol, yeah. Yeah. And there's Christmas, Christmassy ghosts on that. So it's a very Christmassy, Christmassy ghosts. Christmas, stop saying Christmassy, Christmassy ghosts. Because that doesn't mean anything. Alright, so go on. So you got your nan, you got your mum, you got your, um, brother and his girlfriend if they're still courting. And the Christmassy, yeah. Christmassy <coughs> ghosts. So what, what were your, what's your performance? Let's do it now. <coughs> okay. Uh, right. Hope you enjoyed the spots and the, uh, celery, the celery. Right. The celery? Yes, you got celery. Ce oh, no, no, no. Celery for Christmas dinner. <laughs> There's a family story about my brother-in-law having celery for Christmas lunch. Do you want to hear this, David, <laughs> or is this interrupting your performance? This is when, wait a minute. This is when he was Wait really, a minute. Who are you, me? This is when he was about five. Yeah. And when they put him to bed at night, <laughs> he was still chewing the celery. What's the story? Send that one to Dan, huh? Um, that, what, what, are you alright? Why would you tell us that? Is said what, you'd have celery on your Christmas dinner plate? No! With the buffet, you get your celery sticks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Don't you? Uh, so, I'm sorry, David, carry on, please. Right. Okay, so That's a terrible <laughs> story. <laughs> it's true. You know, you knew a young lad that ate celery. No, he ate it in the afternoon. I know a young man who ate celery. He was still eating it at 10 o'clock at night. I think that's a feat. Go on. Right. <laughs> what have you eaten oh. for a long time? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Oh God, I've chewed on some of your farts for a few hours. No, you have not. David, please. Right. That's right. I go right. Yep. Ah, right. Thanks for the thanks for the dinner, Mum. Although you could have cooked the chicken for a bit longer. And then I'd go right. What? <laughs> Granny. What? Why would you say that? This is a little starter. Did you have chicken for a starter on Christmas dinner? No, with a prawn cocktail. There's just a little inline, because you, you can't just stand up and start doing the, the, the material, can you? Okay, all right, it's an inline. How come you're not having turkey? I don't believe in turkey. Oh, because you get chickens for now, do you? Because you're sexy. He's a, he's a chicken sexer. Well, I do get a discount on the chickens, but it's mainly eggs that I deal with. Can I carry on, please? Please, yeah, please. Do you do. get the chickens that you've, um... 
been up the egg holes? That tends to be... What? What? I don't even know what that means. I don't know why he would I go... Why would he go up the egg holes? He has to fish him out, didn't he? Didn't you have to fish an egg out once? I, I don't think fish live chickens out of the asses of other chickens. <laughs> okay. That's okay. not how it works, Cap. Okay. You need a bloody biology But left. do you get gay chickens? Can I do my material, please? I'm please do. Sorry, we've had his inline. Cocks, you mean? Right, you just tell me if you think it's funny. I'm not too sure about that. Okay, please, please. We finish at one, by the way, David, and we've got Brian and we've got Lewis and we've got Sean waiting, so away you go. So I'll go up and I go, right, okay. Yeah. Go from the top, go from the top. Start again with the chicken. Are you going to be introduced or are you just going to walk in? How does it, how does it start? What you, what Uh, will you be wearing? I've got... A onesie. Nah. Scooby-Doo onesie. No, I wear a tuxedo at Christmas. Gentleman, what an absolute gentleman. Yeah, my mum insists on it. Yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so <sighs> I go up there and I go, thanks mum for the dinner. Although the ch- chicken could have been cooked a bit longer. So you're dropping the and line I... about celery? What did I say about that? <laughs> you said, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the celery. I hope you enjoyed the celery, but the chicken could have been done a bit longer and then they all laugh. Yep. Because that's, that's how, that's how, that's how, that's how granddad died. He got salmonella <laughs> two years ago. No. this very day. <sighs> You're not going to let me finish. I am. Nope. Going to be quiet now. Here we go. Go again. <clears throat> and then I go, Grandma, your minge stinks of fish, aren't Whoa. you? Whoa! Oh, God, David. Whoa! 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 That happened. <laughs> you encouraged that. <laughs> You did. Ah! Whoa! No! Whoa! 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 He's gone. He's gone. We need a palate cleanser after. I'm not doing anything in my mouth after that. Let's have a break. Whoa! It's electric. It's eclectic. It's always rule-free. It's the late-night alternative with that man, Ian Lee, (laughs) on Talk Radio. Tweeting an apology out for that last call. That's that was that what this show is about. Let us. Who's been here the longest? Brian has. Good evening, Brian. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Lee. Uh, Ian. Here we go. Yep. Thank you. Uh, hi. Uh, a couple of things I was going to mention. Number one, thanks very much for introducing me to the analogs. Fantastic. Oh, the, the Beatles um, covers back. That they are amazing, aren't they? Yeah, I got the um, Abbey Road. We lived. I've also got the Sergeant Pepper's album Beautiful. and the. Um, Magical message to us, so they're fantastic. They really if, are. Brian, if, keep listening because if they ever announce any more shows over here, we, uh, we're going to plug them and hopefully get them in. And uh, I thoroughly, oh, thoroughly I recommend you go and brilliant. see them. Yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Right, my next point is my nana was telling me the other day, I don't know whether you agree with this or not. I hope this isn't about your that, nana's um, genital. Oh, no, this is about the Beach Boys. Okay. Um, yep. She was saying that the Beach Boys ripped off the sound of Jan and Dean. Uh, the original California sound, um, no. you know, beach sound band. No, no. They ripped off the sound of Chuck Berry and the Four Freshmen. Uh, they were friends with Jan and Dean, and uh, Brian Wilson wrote the only surfing number one song, Surfing Surf City, and gave it to them, and they were good friends. But no, they didn't rip off Jan and Dean. It, it, it could be argued that Jan and Dean ripped them off. Oh, right, well, that's me that I told them. Yep. And just before I go, uh, Christmas, we normally play bingo 
in, in that with the kids and that. Perfect. Uh, and we have Malteser fights, so Malteser at each other. Ooh, uh, oh, oh, do you have Maltesers in a cardboard box? Yes, the these only... big ones, and we end up getting get them at the box and just chucking them at each other. I mean, the best <laughs> the best Maltesers are the ones in the box, and I write about this. They actually they actually are a deluxe Malteser. Oh, bit of bingo, bit of bingo, yeah, bit, bit of bingo might work. I, I, my kids would be into a bit of bingo. Yeah, get a bingo machine. They're quite cheap. I mean, you have a daft laugh of a couple of bingo, um, you know, bingo. What come again? Uh, oh God, if it, bingo books. And just get some daft markers and have a just daft laugh. Do you know what? The kids doing that. I'm going to have a little look for a, a little, I mean, look, there's a there's a bingo set for eight quid. I might I might get a little bit of bingo going on on uh, yeah. on Christmas. That might be fun. What do you reckon, Kath? Bingo. Bingo's always at the laugh, isn't it? Couple of hands of that. All right, yeah. nice one, Brian. Thank you for that. Yeah. Nice one, mate. There we go. I think we might I might have a little look at bingo tomorrow. My boys would love a bit of bingo. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You were about to say something, my dear. No, I was just thinking about Maltesers. Okay, uh, Lewis. 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 Let me just try it. You sounded like Morse then. Lewis. That was the joke. Hello. The joke. Hello, Lewis. I can hear you now. How are you doing? Awesome. Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm all right, Lewis. I'm hungry, actually. I wish we still had a chocolate machine in this oh, building. Jesus. A fancy oh, a chocolate, yeah. m- chocolate. I'm not having a McDonald's on the way home, because I've, <laughs> I've had too many McDonald's and they don't taste nice anymore. I haven't got any butter. Balls. I'm going to have to get some butter on the way home. Uh, anyway, Lewis, no, you didn't need to know any of that. That was private. What can I do for you? Well, uh, <laughs> I just had a fry-up, so that's really Oh, cool. you absolute... <laughs> Why would he come on and tell me that, Catherine? Mm. <laughs> Did you have a fried slice? No, good. Toasted bread. Okay, so, well, you, you, okay, well, you, you, try, you, try to keep it healthy, right? You, you wimped <laughs> out. You wimped yeah. out of the fry up. Okay, um, what you got for us, Lewis? Um, <clears throat> I met an old friend today. Yes, and it was it was totally awesome because we both like toys. Yeah, right? and I was like, oh my god, I've never met anybody that's really into it before and everything. Yeah. And, I just kind of like, oh man, it's like, it really sort of, like, I don't know, my, my heart's beating really quick, you know? And I went to ring in, and because the last time I called in, it was a bit like, uh, depressed and whatever. And I just went to ring in and say, everything's great. And, so you met know. you met someone who was into toys? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what this was a, a child? An adult? An adult? <laughs> yeah. What toys uh, are they into? Um, it's, oh my god, it's, it's a company called Neck. I dreamt called a few weeks ago and I was talking about how I was, I was talking about toys and like you said on the radio, blah blah, and I put them all away. Oh, well, you're the guy that got rid of his action figures because of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why did I read online that you've said that to other radio presenters? Did you? Yeah. I read on a forum. What forum? Uh, an internet forum that you have said to other radio presenters. I've never, you're the only radio... That you've got rid of your action figures because of what they said. Really? Yeah. Well, someone's copying me then. What does that mean? Well, you're the only radio presenter I've ever called. Okay. Shall I read you the post? 
Yeah, please do that. Let me find the post. Let me find the yeah. post. I don't know if it, you know, I, I don't know, I, I can't tell if something's true or well, not. Um, yeah. Here we go. Um. Listen, talk radio is only, this is the only station I listen to, so. Apparently the fella who rang in about action figures. Yeah. Has previous form ringing up talk show hosts and attempting to shame them regarding his fictional collection of toys. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know. Could be a stirrer. Could be a stirrer. Who, who, who posted that? Someone called I Hate Nonces, but nonces was spelled incorrectly. You're joking. N-O-N-S-E-S. I Hate Nonces. All right. Um, well. Okay. Um... Do you know any other rave centres that have like, heard of me cooking them? I, that's weird. Like, okay. I just, I, I'm uh, honestly. So you did you get rid of all your action figures? Yeah. Because of me. Not directly because of you. Oh. Because like, you said you did say it was because of what I said on air. Mhm. Mm I don't believe you got rid of your action figures because of what I said on air. Don't you? No. Okay. So why don't you tell me what actually happened? I haven't thrown them away or anything. They're all in my cupboards. Right. So I've taken them all down and put them away. Right, okay. Because you told me you got rid of them because of what I said. And that's a bit of a, 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 a shit bomb to throw at someone. No, I didn't say that, man. You said, what, did you get rid of them because of me? And I said yes. Well, then, yeah, but you haven't got rid of them. I've, I've still got them. Yeah. So, so when I said, "Did you get rid of them <laughs> because of me?" You should have said, "No, no, no, I didn't. I didn't get rid of them. Uh, they're, they're in the cupboard." Oh, that's a bit. Funny. I'm not. I, you know, I just, just, you know, I, I came away feeling a bit bad that you might have got rid of some. You might have thrown away something that was important to you because of me, but we're now finding out that you didn't throw them away. I've put them all away. Hmm. Which is different, isn't it, from, from getting rid of? It's the same, it's the same, mate. I don't think, I, listen, this is not the hill I'm going to die on. But, but getting rid of is not the same as putting away. Okay. And well, also you should be pr proud of, your, of any collection that you've got. If someone said, I don't even remember saying anything about... Uh, action figures that would would cause someone to put them away, but um, you, you you shouldn't you should stand proud of your hobbies and your collections. Well, I had, this is so. Hang on, someone has gone online and said that I've been ringing up radio stations. That may or may not be true. I, maybe, you know, maybe that's not true. Um, I'm sorry, uh... You okay? No, I'm a bit scared now, actually. Why are you scared? I'm not scared. Not scared. Well, <laughs> but, <laughs> language is important here, so let's choose our words very yeah. carefully. Don't be scared. Uh, um, that's weird. Well, somebody, well, this is the thing, you come on a public show and people go on forums and write stuff that may or may not be true. I personally, I'm more interested in the fact that you didn't throw away, you didn't get rid of um, these action figures, that you, that you just hid them and, and, and you put them away. And I yeah. think that's a really, really important distinction. I'm not having a go at you, I just... 
I came away from our last phone call feeling bad and feeling guilty. And it now appears that I, there was no need for me to feel bad and guilty. Well, no, no, there wasn't, of course not. Um, okay, uh, all right. So who was I this? I think it is. I'm sorry, go on. I was just going to say, who was this? So you f you met someone who's into games. I don't want to talk about it. No, it's, it's fine. Um, Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Let's not be upset about this. I don't want to. I'm not upset. I'm not upset. I'm totally. I'm cool. Um, I just. I. 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 I, uh, I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, you don't have to say. Any, say, listen, man. You don't have to say anything. I don't. I don't want to have a go at you. I just want to. I just felt that the last conversation ended badly. It looks like this one's going to end badly as well. And I don't want it to end badly. I want us to end with a, a metaphorical handshake. Um, so don't worry, wait, don't read too much into the thing on the forum. It's probably someone, it's quite possibly someone, um, just messing around. Now we've established what happened to the action figures, that they weren't thrown away, so I don't feel bad, as I did before. So I guess we're kind of on an equal footing now. I mean, I... I don't want you to, I don't want you to go sad, because that's not what this show is about. Um, no, no, it's not, it's, it's not, uh, No, so how do we get you back into the happy place? There's no... I had a really great day today. Okay. Well, what was um, so great about it? I met a friend that I hadn't seen in a, in a while. Yeah. And we hung out. Beautiful. Um, like, she remembered me from when I was like a punk and stuff. And a punk? And you don't sound like, old enough to have been a punk. We used to mess about and things. It was cool, man. Yeah. And it, it kind of sort of like, and then like, she was into the same sort of stuff that I was into. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, you know, and it's so good, that connection and everything. Yeah. It was, like, it's really cool, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so... I dug through all my boxes and everything, and I got my action figures back out again. And Good. Because she kept, she kept, keeps hers all in her boxes and everything. Yeah. Like, you know, unlike me, I was a ripper moment. And, like, <laughs> but, and I had one, and, you know, it, it was, it was really nice to sort of, you know, just, just to, to meet somebody else that was into the same sort of thing. Yeah, of course it is. It's always nice to, to, when you feel that you are, uh, on, on the fringe of something, to meet someone who, who gets what you do with the same, uh, excitement that you have, that's, um, that's a cool thing. Yeah. It's a good feeling. It is. It's really cool. <laughs> yeah. So are you seeing her again? Probably, man. Like, we, we, we're neighbours. Beautiful. <laughs> Go around and look at her. Are you going to go and look at her action figures? I've seen them. Yes, man. What's her best? What's her best action figure? She has a Lost Boys figure of David and in the box and everything. Shut the it's front wicked. door. That's got to be worth a fortune, hasn't it? it probably, man. But it's so cool. <laughs> but then, isn't the point of action figures to to like play with them? I was never That's one right. of those people well, that could. I was never one of those people. Hey, listen, listen, listen. I'm about to tell you 
that there is a big star listening to this phone call right now, Lewis, yeah. who also collects action figures, and he's just sent me a picture of a tiny percentage of his action figures. Yeah. Do you know Shane Ritchie? Of course I do, mate. Shane Ritchie has just tweeted run me. Run the risk. Yeah, run the risk, <laughs> yeah. It, Shane Ritchie has just tweeted me. Ian Lee, I've got your callers back. Ooh. And he sent me the... Are you on Twitter, Lewis? No, I'm not. Right, he sent me the most amazing pictures. I can see Bruce Lee. I, I can, can see, see Shane Ritchie's Beetlejuice. I can is see... Is it Necker? Is it Necker? Oh, sorry. <laughs> is it what? There's a company called Necker, N-E-C-A, and they make the best action figures. I don't know. He's got, he's got, um, I can see Captain Kirk. I can see oh, wow. Iron Man. Lone Ranger and Tonto. Yeah. Lone Ranger. I can <laughs> see Freddy Krueger. I had a Freddy Krueger. He's got a Freddy Krueger. He's got <laughs> big. He's got a whole planets of the apes, planet of the apes um, yeah, display. It sounds like Necro, man. It sounds like yeah. he's got a load of Captain Scarlet stuff. Yeah. So I've got, I've, I've got a Robocop and Ed Two O Nine. It's fully electronic. There you I've got go. A yellow man. power loader thing from Aliens. But oh, he's got all of his. Queen. I can see Michael Myers. He's got most of yeah. his out of his box because he likes to play. Yeah, so have I, man. It's the way it should be. Yeah, man. Mine is like, well, they they weren't. They're not anymore. I might. Uh, can't put them back, back in the box. Once you've opened the box, Lewis. No, mate. No, they're, they're always in a big cardboard box. Um, hey, listen, man. I'm sorry if you felt that I was mocking your collection. I don't remember doing that in a previous I, call. Yeah, it was years ago, man. Okay. Well, years ago, maybe I would have, because years ago I was a different person. Now, I so think it's, I. it's brilliant, and I respect it. And, you know, I, you see the, the stuff I collect, you know, I'm not, I, I'm a different guy to when perhaps we spoke before, right? So, um, I'm going to retweet this picture from Shane, because it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and, uh, are, are we cool, Lewis? Yeah, man, I hope so. I man. hope, I know so. I love you. I love, I you. love you, brother. Man. <laughs> I want to hug you, I want to see your action figures. <laughs> hey, listen, man, it's nice to talk to you, Lewis. I'm glad we, we worked yeah. a few things out, and I look forward to your next yeah. call. All right? Wicked, man. Thank you, yeah. man. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. There we go. Uh, you know, posts on forums quite often made up, and that one quite possibly was uh, made. I got a little bit weird in there. Mm -hmm. Got a little bit weird, but I think we turned it around, didn't we? So I don't want to end. I don't want anyone to to feel s worse at the end of a call than they do at the beginning of uh, of a call. I don't want. I don't want that. This is where my head is. I can't remember why it got weird in there. I can't really remember, but I'm glad we sorted out. Shane, thank you very much for that picture. That was uh, beautiful to see, and actually, it was was very very helpful then. So uh, I appreciate it. I'm going to retweet that because um, uh, we're not we, Shane. We're not going to get to see your. Um... Oh, hang on a minute. Is this what's this? Oh, it has an amazing ceiling. Yeah, look at his ceiling. Look at that. It's all Planet of the Apes comics and stuff. Unbelievable. I don't think that wall is real brick, though. Um, we're not going to get to see your entertainer. Just not been able to make it uh, make it work, unfortunately. Um, so what you're saying is, could you do a private yeah. show? Come and come and perform for us, for me and Kath, mm -hmm. for twenty five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> come on the show, Shane. Stop waving your little willy in our faces I and teasing to, us. I wanted to sign my best birthday present, which was uh, Shane Ritchie's Rags to Ritchie's. Yeah, yeah it's, it's good, that book. Um, but I'm really sorry we couldn't get to see it. I genuinely really, really wanted to. And then, uh, you know, life and life life gets in the way. But it's had some amazing reviews. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing. He's a really good actor. I saw him in um, uh, Everybody's Talking About Jamie. He was brilliant. He's brilliant. And it's that thing, isn't it? You, you pigeonhole people. We, this is what we do in this country, I think, more than anywhere else. You pigeonhole people because 
I mean, run the risk. Great. Run the risk. Um, you, but you pigeonhole people in the kind of the first thing you see or the most or the, the longest thing that yeah. they do or the, the, the most successful thing they do. And then you kind of, you, you, when they try and do something else, like a serious play like The Entertainer, you go, well, it's only Alfie Moon doing it. You go, well, yeah, but you've got to give, he's, he's, he's a, he, is also, that, that play is written is, for him. Alfie Moon is one of the best oh, Love iconic. Soap characters there are. It's iconic, although he was a scumbag last time I watched. I think it was really? last Christmas he was a scumbag, oh, yeah. Absolutely. No. But um, also The Entertainer is kind of written for, with respect, an ageing, you know, former red coat, blue coat, wherever it was, he was. It's that. It's that thing. So Shane being obviously s- has to apply a lot of makeup. Aging makeup. It's that thing. No, he doesn't have to look old in real life. He doesn't. I saw a picture of him yesterday. Was it day before? Yeah, um, it's it's uh, you know, it's an incredible play. The entertainer. I'm, I'm 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 sorry I missed it. But 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 um, it's like when I tried to get a bit of acting work, people are like what? Why would you? What? Why would you? I was going to say people do it to you all the time. You're just a comedian. You're just this. You're just that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I haven't been a comedian for 20 years, by the way. But it was just yeah. But I'm nowhere near any of that, and I get it when I present this yeah. show. Why are you letting the producer do yeah, it? Yeah, you do actually. I saw that when She's I was just off. Just a producer. Why? 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 Why is, why is the producer? doing it get, why don't you get in um why don't you get in um uh the guy with the a rufus why don't you get in rufus well, well hang on but but r- r- surely by that logic then rufus sound is just a comedian right he's not a radio presenter oh hang on well, but no but he hasn't done co- but he's a he's a west end he's a musical but he's a put he's uh, yeah it's some nice. people can get away with it which is great, and some people really, really can't. And and unfortunately, you, you why is the producer sitting in? Can you get yeah. get a proper radio presenter? Producers in? stick to producing. Here's the thing: I started out as a presenter. Oh, that's gonna blow their minds. I know, it? I know. It's a funny old world, isn't it? Um, thank you, uh, thank you, Lewis, for that call. Hi, yay, yay! We got another hour to go. Good. I'm okay. not nearly done. I'd love a lad, eh? Would you? Yes, I would. I wonder if anyone around here can go and get you one. Maybe the producer could. <laughs> oh! It's you! Okay. Oh, the switchboard is empty, guys. If you want to give us a call, now is an excellent, excellent time. Tomorrow, we're going to take calls straight to air for the whole three hours. I think we could all just do with a little bit of a... <sighs> big sigh. Tomorrow's show will be a collective sigh. 0344 is the phone number. This is The Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 with Ian and Kath and Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
before. Any idea who it is, guys? Any idea? It's not Fats Domino. I ain't never heard him rock so hard. Please welcome to the stage, Mr. Chubby Checker. That's great, isn't it? That's an incredible version. I play some Bad Beatles versions in a bit. I was very, very bored before the show, um, having done all of my prep. And so I was looking for some uh, some uh, Bad Beatles versions. We'll play some in a bit. Um, 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. What have we talked about? Talked about grief, talked about pets. Um, we've talked about action figures. Romantic rings. Romantic rings. We've talked about a lot of stuff tonight. Let's see what Robin's calling for. Good evening, Robin. Hiya, Ian. Hiya, Catherine. Hey, Robin. Um, I'm really calling just for some advice or suggestions for doing a community radio show. Okay, well you've come to exactly the right place as we are both hopeless, so we can tell you exactly what not to do. <laughs> Sorry, because um, I'm, I'm, I'm currently presenting a radio show on a, a community station yep. here in Cardiff. Yes. Um, I just feel like it's a bit hard for me to find content rather than playing non-stop music, yep. which, is, um, which, is, which is great, but um, this uh, doesn't make much sense. So I'm calling you to see if you have any suggestion for me. Hang on, hang, hang on a minute, Robin. You want us to do your job for you in coming up with content? Do you know how much I charge? Sorry. <laughs> £10,000 consultancy fee for Boyle and Lee Radio. I'm joking. Um, so what? So it's a, it, it, uh, are you, um, re, do, do you have to play a certain amount of music or do you have the freedom to do whatever you want to do? Yes, actually, I have the freedom to do anything I want oh. to. Um, it's a breakfast show, but um, but other breakfast wow. show on the station usually play the uh, non-stop music. Oh, screw that! Um, Boring. <laughs> Boring. I feel like I feel like breakfast show should be like with some news content, some chat, some interviews. But I just it's really hard for me. Like like I'm new I'm new to the UK, so it's really hard for me to find someone to talk to. You. I yeah. try, but uh, I can't really get content information every single time on there. So what, so you want to do like new, you want to go serious and do newsy stuff? I want to do a like mixture of news and some music. Just not, just a, not, not the uh, non-stop music, that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that non-stop music's a little bit lazy. You just get a robot in uh, to do that. Um, and I, and I, Robin, we've spoken before and, and you're, here's the thing, right? You're, you're very bright. And you're very personable. So, so I like talking to you. So, so that means I like listening to you. So that's the, that's the, the, the hardest thing out of the way. But also, you have so much experience in terms of where where exactly did you grow up? Um, you, in China. But I what, came to the UK two months ago. No, I know. I know in China. China is quite a big place because uh, yeah, I only saw uh, it. But whereabouts in China? In eastern part, I grew up in a city called Hefei. Okay. It's uh, around, around 300 kilometers away from Shanghai. And did you spend your whole life there, or did you kind of travel around China? Did you? you, you did, what, what I'm trying to get at is, right, is you have, I would imagine, for a radio host on a Cardiff radio station, a very, very unique background. Now, I'm not saying do a show about China, right, of course, but you've got experience that... 
I, people do, I, I, you've got different experiences that were uh, invaluable. Here's what I would love to hear. Go on, Boily. Right? Yes, and Maybe you could do some things where you could record things outside the studio and play them on air, right? And then talk about them afterwards. But your perspective of, I don't know, normal Cardiff life, stuff that p- people from Cardiff would take for granted, but you see as kind of novelty. So, yeah. I, I don't know, I'd like to hear you... Do you have a friend who's from Cardiff that could show yeah, you uh, around? Yes, because I'm studying studying here, so I've got a bunch of friends from Wales, some friends from other parts of the UK, right. and even from other countries. So you get them to give you a flavour of Cardiff. I would like to hear them taking you to the chippy and choosing something, or I don't know. I want to hear what if I lived in if I lived in a place that I knew like the back of my hand. If I lived in Cardiff and lived there all my life, and I know it inside and out, I want to know what a stranger, what a foreigner, what someone who has had you know not not someone from Swindon or someone from Edinburgh, someone some someone from China. What on earth must they make of, of everything that I take for granted? What do they make of the milkman? What do they, you know, go and sit on the milk float for a morning? Christmas they... is coming up. I want to hear what you think about the taking the kids to see Father Christmas and all that sort that of stuff. That kind of what we call a fish out mm-hmm. of water. I would love to hear from you. So, you know, like Louis, have you seen Louis Theroux? Uh, no, sorry. So, have a look on, on uh, BBC iPlayer. They've got loads of these things, right? Louis Theroux is a a bit like you in that he's polite, he's educated, and he's the sort of person that people like to help, right? And he seems really harmless. But the thing about Louis Theroux is that he is sharp, sharp as a tack. So, when he gets put in these strange situations, and he's been all over the world talking to people that are as different from him as, you know, as you can imagine... But he kind of gets under the skin of a situation the way that I think that you could. So have a look at that and see if there's something in that that might inspire you. Thank you, Hashem. I'm literally taking notes of what you're saying. Good. <laughs> you go, go out, get, get, what, what, what I was going to say, tape recorder. Get, get, go out with a recorder, go out, um, with, with someone who can show you stuff, meet up with locals, meet up, you know, go and, um, sit in a bar one night and speak to the landlord and say, look, is it alright if I just sit here and chat to you and speak to some of your locals? Go out on the milk float, go, I don't know, go all the different things you can do in Cardiff. Go on, Kath. Here's an Inspiration idea. Inspiration has struck again. Here is Thank an you. idea. And at the end yeah. of these pieces, you ring your mum. Oh. And you oh. tell her what you found. Mork calling Orson. Mork calling Orson. And maybe what you could do is, it starts out with you speaking to your mum in your own language. And maybe... Yeah. Chinese. Yeah. And then it kind of dims down a little bit and there's a translation underneath. And that could be really funny. Yes, I'll try my best. I'm, I'm, my mom is learning English, but it's just allowing to go. But um, definitely, yes, I'm taking notes. Thank you, Ka- thank you, Kamsberg. There's a great, there's a great series, right, called um, uh, what's it called? Mork and Mindy, right? It's a really old comedy series, Robin, and it's again, it's okay. this fish out of water, right? And this mm-hmm. guy Mork, played by Robin Williams, comes from a different planet, and the the story is, the joke is, the point of it is, he doesn't understand Earth's customs. And he, each week he learns a different thing about being on Earth, like being in love, like working in a record store, whatever. And at the end of the show, he then, Mork calling Orson, he then phones back to the boss of his planet and says, you're never going to believe what they do on Earth. It's incredible. And I think that's the kind of thing yeah. you're getting at, Catherine. Yeah. When you phone up your mum or a cousin or someone at home, you know, who, who, what you have seen would be quite alien to, and you explain it to them. That's a brilliant idea, Boyley. Yeah, I'd listen to that, that, Robin. I'd listen. Thank you. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Cap. I want to hear it. Hey, let us know how it goes and maybe send us a little bit of it.
Yes, um, I, I'm going to do it uh, after finishing this semester, which is uh, around Christmas time. Brilliant. To see if I can get some Vox Pop or similar things on Nice one, Robin. Thanks for, oh, um... Yeah. So you got Valentine's Day, got all those oh, things. Thank, thanks for, um, for, for <laughs> asking us. I, I, I appreciate the fact that you think we might be worthy. Oh, you're always helping, helpful. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. Hey, nice to talk to you. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, uh, one thousand. Here's the telephone number if you want to give us a uh, call. So I found some really bad Beatles covers. Do you mind if you indulge me a little bit? I would bit? love to hear that. Uh, but I've got a couple of people telling me about uh, Rockwell's cover of a very famous Beatles song. I found that. That was the one that set me off down the rabbit hole. So I'm going to play this, Bolly. You've got to guess. You might have said, you've got to guess what song this is. Okay, here we go. And the first comment is, I had this album on cassette. The Beatles are good, but I like this better. Oh, there was the clue. Oh. There's that famous bass line played with a left hand on a crappy keyboard. Right. By the way, I said we're not in any way making a political statement by playing that song. That's just awful. Uh, then I found, then I found this. Here we go. Sam's liking this. Sam is liking this. Any any ideas what the Beatles song is yet? Any ideas? No, no okay, idea. We'll carry on. This is by DJ Vibes, by the way. I can tell. Get there soon. I skip I'm getting a bit of a <laughs> <laughs> You need to go to the chill out room. Here we go. Hey, <laughs> well, I know. I could never have seen that coming. <laughs> Get hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> no! Did McCartney sanction this? This may be an illegal mix. But then it kind of, if you're, if you're up on, a, on, on pills, <laughs> this is with, uh, it's better start picking up soon. When does the beat, here it comes, it's going to drop, it's going to drop. Hey, Jude, hey, Jude, hey, Jude. No, no, 
There we go. Yes, man. Woo! Yeah. Music is what my dad would refer to as Pinocchio <laughs> knocking one out in a dustbin. <laughs> what is this you found in me? That is uh, Los Rollin. Yeah. I've got it on one a compilation album that I got probably in about 1994. Okay. Uh, but they don't have the um, the song that I had on my compilation album, which was Obla de Obla Da. Okay. What they've got is this. Okay, hang on a second. I've got to skip past the old uh, advertist. Munt for a laptop, laptop computer. Dude, we know why you're wearing a hat. We know what's going on under there, right? We know you're bald. See, I like this, um, the old Spanish flamenco style Beatles. It's amazing we can hear that guitar when it's not, not plugged in, but anyway. Right. Okay. Okay. But then I found this German dude, right, who <laughs> does, he does, he does, he just covers Beatles songs, Klaus Beer. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I found a few of these. So this is his version of, this is another Hey Jude. Here we go. It's Klaus Beer. Hey Jude, macht's nicht so schwer. Nimm doch eher Songs und mach es besser. Ah, denke, du lässt sie in dein Herz dann. Und dann fängst du an und machst es besser. Oh. Hey Jude, hab keine Angst. Denn Everybody. du bangst dann. Now, is he going to get, does he do the na-na's? Let's go talk to na-na's. Whoa, 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 is he just going something, something? What happened there? Now, now Sam is a quarter, you're an eighth German. You enjoying that? Is that your, is that your jam? Definitely a bit of me. There we go. Okay. Gosh. There's there's more. There's more. Okay, here we go. This is um his version of uh, the classic. He puts these on albums, does he? Yeah, here we go. Here's uh, Eleanor Rigby. My Klaus Bear. Eleanor Rigby sammelt den Reis nach der Hochzeit, die gerade vorbei. Träumt sie mir bei, wartet am Fenster, macht ein Gesicht, das sie sonst nur verbirgt in der Tür. Aber wofür einsam sind die Menschen? Is he just singing along with the record? Yes, he is. Um, okay, this is him live in concert. This is him live in concert. Okay, okay. 
<laughs> He's described as the German Daniel Johnston, if that means anything to you guys. <laughs> So that's Klaus Bear, um, and he does Beatles songs. Oh three, did we do the quarter past? We didn't do it. Sam, what is going on? Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh my word! The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Switchboard is empty. Tomorrow night, all three hours straight to air, Sam's going to join us in the studio. We're going to bring some food and some drinks in. And we're um, just going to, you know, see what... Half of... Um, right. Here we go. I'll do a story, and then you do a story, and then we'll... we'll, we'll, we'll... All right, let's do stories. I might be bothered. Fancy going that one. <laughs> Huh? Can Andre not come in early? He's so he's so full of energy. Yes. I don't know if the, by the end by what the time he finish five o'clock. I don't know if four hours is enough time for him to burn off his exuberance. So if he wants to come in thirty-seven minutes early and try and burn off a little bit more exuberance, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm not listening by five o'clock. I'm asleep. Right. If anyone has has listened to Andre Walker at the beginning of the show and at the end of the show. Is the exuberance the same all the way through, or it, it ha- what goes up must calm down? He can't be as upbeat at five o'clock as he is at one o'clock. It's not a sustainable be. lifestyle, is it? It is, it is not. And if he is as upbeat, a man's gonna that man's gonna die at the age of twenty-seven, like Jim Morrison in a bath. Oh, okay. that's not a threat, by the way. Um, relying on public transport to get around means you may need to lower your tolerance of being in close proximity to other humans. I love getting the tube, I love getting the bus, I mm. love getting the train, but not at peak times. I do not like being sandwiched between mm. people's armpits. Mm, mm, unless I know the person. Mm, mm, mm. I do take pleasure. I've got a dirty little secret. Oh, God. I do take, if it's a really packed train and dropping my guts. Oh, <laughs> my God. That secret is not a secret. I, I really do. But it is dirty. It's like a sort of low-level terrorist. You know what I mean? It's like a low-level... Chemical weapon. Chemical weapon. Thank you. That's it. And so I do enjoy doing that. Now, if ISIS just went around dropping their guts, you know what? I'd be annoyed, but I'd be, more, I'd be prepared to sit around the table and talk. Okay? But I do do that. <laughs> um, Here's the thing with you. Hello, Catherine. I've worked with you for what... Five, six years now. Six or six, seven years. So long that now I know your farts from anybody else's. Mm. That's. Oh, I can tell my boy. I can identify my boys. They've got both got different smells. It's like when I say, right, who's farted, and my youngest now goes, it wasn't me, and you know, because I, I always tell you when it is. <laughs> but I had, the, I had um, Patty, the kitten, twelve week old kitten, on my shoulder She's the, the other day. Sweetest little dog. Quite beautiful little thing. Tempted to bring him in. She sat on my sh- sh- <laughs> Well, that's <laughs> it. She nearly did. Much. She sat on my shoulder and just went. <laughs> I went, what? You dirty man! Yeah. Velvet would never have done that. Whether it's being wedged in between two strangers closer than you've been with anyone for a while, or trying not to cry when someone coughs without putting their hands over their mouth, some things just come hand in hand with taking trains. When people cough like this. <laughs> oh, disgusting. Just leave their mouth wide open. I hate people. <laughs> really hate people. 
disgusting. But one man has pushed the patience of his fellow commuters to the limit by deciding to transform the train station platform into his personal bathroom. It's not quite as bad as that. A photo posted online shows a man happily brushing his teeth as he waits for the tube in London before spitting out the contents of his mouth onto the floor in front of him. That is out of order. Uh, Twitter user Melissa Thurms uploaded the snap with the caption disgusting behaviour at Euston Station this morning. Packed platform, and, packed platform, and this man starts brushing his teeth and spits repeatedly on the platform. Now, he's one of the. Here's a jungle secret. Stanley Johnson, who is a disgusting man, in that he every step he takes, literally every step. <laughs> I remember we won. I'm amazed he lasted so long on Hunted. But he's deaf; he can't hear anything. Uh. Right. So I remember one. I don't remember quite remember how, but the men won a slap up. I ate so well in that jungle. I ate so well. I had the best meals I've had or, or constantly. That pig's fanny, huh? But we, um, pig's fanny, yeah. We, um. That was disgusting. The way they kind of uncorked it. Oh, beautiful. No, no, um, uh, bug smoothies or anything this year. No, I know. Bow to pressure, pussies. None of those either. Um, but we want the the men won like a slap up meal, and it was at night time. It was really late at night, and they sort of rushed us because it was so late. So we didn't really enjoy it that much. But so we're walking down, and we had to walk through this dark. And me and I don't know two thickos I was with were behind him, and just <laughs> literally every step. It's not an exaggeration. <laughs> and we being um, it was it was me it was me Dennis um, uh, Amir and I can't remember the other guy's name Jamie. Uh, we're just in hysterics. And then you'd notice it all the time. You'd just be sat talking to him. And in the middle of a sentence, he'd carry on talking. But while he's talking... No. would just come out and you'd think... And he obviously didn't notice it. He must have... Stanley Johnson must have such a loose anus. (laughs) Because it would just come out. And he would feel it. But he also... Another thing. He also was disgusted. Disgusted. Right. By people brushing their teeth in front of him, he thought it was it was like cleaning your genital or something. It was. It, 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 I remember him saying, "It's, it's, 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 it's like tough." Or a couple of people were walking about brushing their teeth. Oh, it's disgusting. I said, "What's disgusting, Stan? That 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 is private. That should be done in private. That is not. I do not want to see that." I said, "Well, brushing y- your teeth is yeah. It's a personal, private <laughs> matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's going on. It is a personal." Private matter, and people shouldn't see that. Now, there Meanwhile, wasn't you're much walking room. in his backdraft. There wasn't much room in the sort of washing. And also, there was a nice, there was a nice bit of stream just on the other side of the camp that was good to brush your teeth in. So you, you, you brush your teeth, and you'd spit into the stream, and then you'd get into bed. Uh, but he found it disgusting, really, really disgusting, weird, weird old um, thing. Very weird man. Very strange. Windy man. Very strange, windy man with very strange principles. I think old men in particular do lose track of their guts, don't they? Yeah. Did the story? Did they? Because sh- I've not watched. That never came out. You would think that the I'm not. a celebrity would go for that. That's that's did generally the sort of stuff they, they like. Did they show him telling the story about the time he was nearly raped in Afghanistan? Not one of the highlights I remember. Right. He told an amazing story. And he told it in, he told it, it's an incredible story, right? 
he told it in front of cameras, so it's, it's alright for me to say, about how when he was a young man in his twenties, I think it was Afghanistan, maybe Iraq, but I want I think it was Afghanistan. He went travelling around the world. And I bet, 22 year old Stanley Johnson, I bet he was alright. Blonde, striking young man. Tall, it's only tall and very blonde. Is right? he tall? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, he's tall. That. And he was in Afghanistan. I can't quite remember the full details. But he was trying to get somewhere. And he was in a, like a, a coffee shop. And these two men said, oh, well, we're going that way. We'll give you a lift. And he was like, okay, that's, that's great. Yeah, definitely. So he got in their car. And after a while, he realized they were driving him up a mountain. Oh, blimey. I'm pausing because I want to make sure I get this as right as I can. And he worked out they were going to rape him. These two old, older Afghani men were going to rape him, right? And he's telling this in a very humorous, very he's, he's a very good storyteller, but he was telling this pack full of jokes and everyone's laughing, right? And I'm sat there thinking, God, this is I don't dark, know if we're it? meant to be, uh, this isn't, He's choosing to tell it with humour. Great. I told my stories of abuse with humour for a long time. But l- laughing is... Anyway. And... They, he, now, I can't quite remember. He... I th- they, he, they either locked him in a shed... <gasps> or he jumped out of the moving car. I think he jumped out of the moving car... And hid in some bush- bushes. I think he broke his arm. Hid in some bushes was really badly injured, hid in some bushes, and they came out with guns. My God. Trying to find him. I think they'd taken his shoes as well. And he had to walk down this mountain in Afghanistan at two, three o'clock in the morning, knowing that somewhere in the background were two horny rapists with a shotgun. Flipping it, man. And of course he escaped and he wasn't, he told us he was not raped in the end. And um, I remember him telling us this and thinking, wow. And then everyone sort of had this crush on Stanley that I never quite bought into. Well, yeah, that got shown. The um, You saying that you're not going to drink the Kool-Aid. Yeah, and he was like, oh, did they show that? Ian Lee compares Stanley Johnson to cult leader. It was like that. I don't know if he was doing it deliberately, but certainly everyone <laughs> fell into they that. They got sucked into the old man charm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he's a nice guy, mm-hmm. but I didn't, I didn't, he, he, he kind of, I, I didn't buy into that. But then they all wanted to, at the behest of Jamie Lomas, they they wanted to write, they kept wanting to do things for him, like serve their master. And so they wanted to have an evening that was like a tribute to Stanley Johnson. And so we all had to write this poem. Now, we weren't allowed anything to write on, but the... They managed to keep some paper, some big sheets of paper from a task, and the producers let us keep it. And then they, someone found some chalk. And we had to go off. You get like a, you know when there's a birthday card going around? Yeah. You get a, have you signed uh, the old birthday card? You've got to sign it. It's over there. And so we all had to go and write this, like, four lines of a poem. Whose idea was it? It was this Toff's idea. Jamie's. Flipping out, man. And you know, you know the tune of the poem. Sing the tune of the poem. Da 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 da
And someone wrote a funny verse about Farting? the time you were nearly... <gasps> no. But they didn't use the word rape. They use... I'm sorry, I stopped using that word. Sorry, I, I realise I've said that word a lot and that can be upsetting for people, so apologies. I, I, I'll stop using that word. Uh, um, but they, they, they wrote a funny verse about the time he escaped uh, the, the, from that situation. And I think Jenny and Toff were the only people that went, um, maybe Shappy as well. Um, is this really meant, should we, re should we be putting this in? This doesn't feel like a, sub I, I, okay, he told it in a funny way, but that's up to him how he tells that story. I don't know if we should be doing a comedy, putting this into a comedy. I kept quiet because I thought the whole idea was, look at that scratch on my arm from my cat. I kept quiet because I thought the whole thing was just an awful, awful idea, but I was not in favour at the time and I didn't want to, I just kept quiet and did my silly, boring, silly lines. And we all had to stand there in a line and perform it for him. Oh, and while he was sat on a throne, I'm just thinking, this is, this is awful. But they kept that, they, they, they put that thing in the, um, the poem. He's lived an amazing life, right? He's lived an amazing, amazing life. And he's, he's, he's been to some very dangerous situations, but, um, I would have thought they would have shown. They would have shown that. They didn't show that on not a Saturday night on ITV. Gosh. No, okay. Not that I recall. It was, it was, um, it was incredible. And also, it, I guess if you want a serious point out of it, it highlights that if you are a victim of anything, you are allowed to tell the story how you want to tell it. It doesn't mean other people can tell the story in the same mm. way. I, 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 for a long time, told my abuse in a very humorous, very funny way, and I would laugh about it. But that was my way of kind of dealing with it. I, I don't want to read too much into Stanley's psychology, because that's, no, that's nothing to do with me, really. But it, 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 if he wants to tell a story like that in a funny way, maybe it is funny to him. Maybe it is funny. Happened 50 odd years ago. Maybe it is fu a funny story to him. I don't think that gives us the right no. to then tell that story and make jokes about it. I've told stories about dodgy things that happened to me. Dodgy things that happened to me. You talked about um, a, a French guy masturbating. <laughs> in front of you and you're laughing now i know and you've told and you remember you telling me that story and you told it to me a few times i remember saying but you know that's abuse yeah. right you know that he has abused you by yeah. doing that yeah i know but the way to the way to express it in what i thought was acceptable to other people was to couch it in god what a weirdo and that's actually okay. it was horrific yeah and that's okay for, you can tell it any way you yeah. want and i can't judge you for it but it was only years later Oh. There, there's been other things like the guy that followed me home tried to push me in the flat well when you told me that i couldn't believe that's horrific yeah yeah push you push you in the flat and how did you get out of that i managed to i managed to shove him out the door but um that i saw as a oh god that was a weird thing that happened what and that's the story that i told it was a guy that assaulted you and po quite possibly yeah. nearly, nearly sexually assaulted yeah. you as well yeah and there's been a couple of things like that but it's only kind of as you get further away from it that you feel I think sometimes, or, or I felt brave, not brave enough, I felt able to address yeah. how serious it could have been. Yeah. Because when it first happens, I think the way to deal with it is to minimise it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. God, in that, hor in that, that a strange way of dealing I mean, with that, it. I, 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 there is something, uh, is this going to uh, there is something, ah, I was going to say there's something humorous. No. There is something very, there's something pathetic about a man masturbating in front of a woman on a train. That's yeah. it, not humorous, that's the word. There's something pathetic about that, which I think lends itself to, to kind of the, almost the pointing and the laughing yeah. thing, right? But the most shocking thing to me about that incident was that no one else said anything. 
and people, other people noticed? Well, I told you about when I was 16 and I was 15 or 16 and I was in London with my friend Malcolm and we'd come to see Transvision Vamp and there was a train strike. And so we had to get home at a certain point and we'd had a couple of beers and there were these two men in their 40s, 50s started chatting us up on a train, uh, on an underground station. And I was kind of, he wasn't chatting us up to start with. He was just kind of talking sort of drunken nonsense and I was sort of winding him up a little bit, as I do now with some of the callers. Yeah. And then... It got very overtly sexual, very quickly. He talked about, he talked about how he wanted to film me having sex with a pig. Oh my god. He said, he said, and this is the funny bit, he said, Abba, that's how Abba got famous. I'm like, alright. He said, oh well, you got a beautiful young man, I want to film you. He didn't say anything. Well, I was like, alright. And then he started, I think he started talking about, do I like giving blowjobs and stuff? And I was like, whoa, alright. And the tube came and there weren't many tubes, so we had to get this. And we jumped on one, and he jumped on the, with his mate the same entrance. So we jumped off and ran down and jumped on, and he followed us. And then he walked down the train. And I was 15, but I was tall, so I looked older. And he started touching me up. So I broke me on the train. I was terrified. Uh, I summoned up all my energies, a packed train. I summoned all my strength and courage, and I shouted at him, if you touch me again, I'm going to effing smash you in the face. I'm shaking with yeah. fear. And his response was very drunk. I remember it slurring. I'm, I'm ever so sorry for touching you in such a sensual way. God. And no one said anything, no. man. No one said anything. And we got off at the next stop and like, me and my friend ran off and then we had to get a cab and oh, awful. I can feel it in my chest now. Um, and no one said anything. And I can't imagine being in a situation where someone says something like that, I mean, at the very least, not standing up and using my height yeah. as a weapon and just going, is everything all right? I can't imagine not doing that. Maybe it's because that happened to me and I was on the receiving end of it. Um, but so the point of what you were, so don't take the attention off me, off of you to me, but the point of you saying that that happened on a train and no one said anything, yeah. oh, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It doesn't surprise me. Unfortunately. There's a bloke sitting there with his kid right next to it. But then I suppose he's horrified that this is happening in front of his little girl. There are, you can cite loads of psychological studies of, of group think. Yeah, doesn't it take one person one to step person, up and then... It takes one person to break the dam and then nearly everyone will kind of get involved. The thing is, I've also been in situations where things have started to happen and I've just frozen. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, oh. Maybe it's different being a woman on your own. Actually, the older I get, yeah. the, the braver I get, I think. Yeah. Because I'm probably because I'm becoming that old woman who don't oh, give a I toss. I call people out a lot. I remember a few years ago, my eldest was in a buggy and there were some kids at the bus stop in Muswell Hill, a nice area, smoking weed. And I called them out for it. I said, guys, come on, man. i got a baby here. You can't do that here. Or a few years ago, it tends to be, I'm quite confident speaking to drug people because of my history. There were some kids sniffing lighter fluid in Windsor and the kids were with my wife. And I said, you guys go on, I'm just going to have a quick chat with these. And I went, guys, come on, man, right? My kid could have seen that. First of all, that stuff you're sniffing is shit. You you don't want to do that, if, you know. But if you're going to do it, please try and find somewhere that my kids can't see it. But also, if you're going to do drugs, don't do that. That's not a drug. Yeah. That's going to fry your brain. Anyway, so drug people, I'm quite happy to go up and say... Come on, man. There's got to be something better than that today. I think I'm all right with people who are, um, who I could be their mother. <laughs> people swearing in the street, 
I can in front of my kids. Yeah. I'll say something. Oh, I'll call people out for swearing. Yeah. We went to the park when my kids were really little, and me and my mum, we we've been over there, and we had to tidy it up so that we could use the swings because right. we it were it, it was on a weekend. It was probably after a Friday night, and the bigger kids go down there and like yeah. you know there's a supermarket opposite, yeah, so they buy they buy kissy, everything. Kissy, yeah, yeah, loads of bottles and all sorts. Yeah. So we just tidied it up, and then this group of girls came, and they're all sitting around in a circle. And do you know what? I get it. I get how you can get a bit sweary and loud with your friends because you forget yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Especially, I think, kids these days because they don't get let out. Yeah. Until they're like 14, 15, they're playing inside their back gardens or going to each yeah. other's houses because parents are so worried, you know, and I think sometimes justifiably about letting their kids play in the street. My street is so full of cars, you couldn't play the way we used to in the street. Although I do try and let my kids do that. Um, but So they're not used to it. They're not used to sort of rubbing along beside the rest of society and knowing what's appropriate, you know, behaviour mm. sometimes. And you get carried away and daft and stuff. So I get it, I get it, I get it. These girls were sitting in a circle... And, and, um, they're just like, we're starting to throw litter over their shoulders. And so I really quietly went up and I said, listen, you are going to pick this up, aren't you? Because I've just spent half an hour doing this so mm. I can tidy up for the kids. And I know that you wouldn't want that. And they were like, oh, I'm really sorry. And I think they had just forgotten yeah. themselves. Yeah. And you do and you show off in front of your mates, don't you? No. But I'm not frightened of that kind of stuff. But the other end of things, like that time on New, on the subway in New York, when that guy started on you. Good. That was that awful. Was, that was terrifying. That was terrifying. And we was going our way to see Imani Coppola and, and, and she said, why would you get, why would you make eye contact with a schizo guy? And, and what she meant by that was, she may have actually said schizophrenic, I'm not really sure, but, 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 but of she course did, in, yeah. in, she, she did, didn't she? Of course in, in America, you've got to pay for your healthcare. So there are loads of very seriously mentally ill people just riding the trains, walking the streets, people who, who could potentially be psychotic. But this and guy was walking up and down the carriage, challenging people to look him in the eye and stuff, wasn't he? And I was then did the whole hippie, hey, I'll talk to you, brother. Of course I'll talk to you. And then he was threatening to kill me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're in a country where they actually have guns. <laughs> this guy's going to shoot me. At one point, he said, I'm going to make you scared. You scared? I'm going to make you scared. You wait till we get off this train. And it was terrifying. We recorded it. We got 20 minutes The woman minutes sitting of audio. next to us was crying. She was, wasn't she? Yeah, she was. That was, that it was, was awful. Unpleasant. That was unpleasant. Again, completely silent carriage. Yeah. And this is New Yorkers. Yeah. I, I hadn't made the connection about mentally ill people, and they had obviously made the connection about guns and knives <laughs> that I had failed to. Uh, let's take a quick break. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, empty switchboard. We've got another 10 minutes or so before Andre takes over. This is Talk Radio. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Got to read this out. This is a text. I don't really know how you text in, so I'm not going to tell you. Hi guys, Kevin Liverpool. I was standing at a bus stop recently and farted, and some old fella grabbed my arm and said, "Excuse me, you just farted in front of my wife." <laughs> <laughs> yes, mate. <laughs> That's his job. Um, hang on one second. Hang on one second. Oh, what a time for the old guy. So many things. Anyway, the uh, right. The man appeared to be heading into work, and Melissa admitted not a soul confronted him over the behaviour before another replied, British being British. This is the guy who's brushing his teeth on the thing, sorry. It wasn't just the people sharing a morning commute with him who were left disgusted, with many others sharing their shock in the replies. WTF? 
he's lucky it wasn't me on the platform, as I probably would have vomited on him. Well, I would suggest vomiting on a platform is worse. Then, yeah, spitting out your toothpaste. Why don't they stick it on the tracks? Yeah, exactly. In Japan, right, they famously, massive generalisation. Japanese famously can't handle their booze, right? Massive generalisation, but, and their evenings are earlier than our evenings. For example, if you're going to go to a, con- a concert, quite often the concert will be at 6.30, 7.30 at night, you'll be done by 9.30. Really weird, but it's great. But it means if you're travelling on the, the tube there, you will see people going home from their nights out at 9.30, 10 o'clock. And we saw Friday night, Saturday night in Tokyo, you see so many drunk businessmen and women who have just absolutely caned it and uh, or you see people collapsing and falling. And we saw a couple of people, separate times, um, uh, throwing up. One of them was on the tube that we were on, oh, like no. about ten, the other end of the carriage. These three guys and one of them oh, God. threw up. Right? Both times, both parties then attempted to clear up the mess as best as they could. That's Japan! They got cardboard, this guy then found some cardboard and was scooping it up with, I mean, yeah, I know, I know, but of course, what we would, most people here would do is run go, away. Put, run away, <laughs> run away! But the Japanese would always try and clean it up, which I think is incredible. So what I'm saying is, vomiting is worse than brushing your teeth. A second row. Oh, for God's sake, why can't people just wake up three minutes earlier? If only life were as simple as that. Um, another replied, he's glad he didn't run into someone like me. Because I would have had to tell him about his dirty self. No, you wouldn't. Um, others took one, took things one step further by... There's a really weird ending to this story. The last two words, okay? Go on. This is, a, this is a news story in the Mirror Online. Others took things one step further by tagging Transport for London to point out the antisocial behaviour. Mega sigh. <laughs> <laughs> are, you allowed to, are you allowed to do that at the end of a story? Maybe they're si- mega sighing what, at how crappy their job what, is. What have I said? <laughs> mega Every- sigh. Every time we read something out that's been written just for online, <laughs> you, can, you can tell the age of the person what wrote it. Um, when in a pl- different story, when in a place of worship, you wouldn't be surprised to see artwork depicting stories from the Bible on the windows. That's what it's a tradition. Mm-hmm. We like that. We respect that. That's what it's about. But one woman did get a big surprise recently after noticing something wasn't quite right about a church window depicting Jesus and Mary. Yeah. Have you seen this picture? Yeah. The woman named Rosie took to social media to share her discovery and ask fellow users if they were seeing what she was seeing on the glass. Sam, come on, I want you to come and see if you can see this. In a post on Twitter, Rosie shared a snap, um, which looks a lot like a reimagining of Michelangelo's The Pieta statue, which shows Mary cradling her son Jesus in her lap after the crucifixion. So this, I'm going to raise this picture up. You tell me if you can see what's wrong with this picture. <laughs> yeah, it looks like she's um, holding his gentleman sausage. <laughs> Jesus' gentleman sausage. The way, they done, service. The way they've done the shading on the window with the outline of the shadow. It's a weird old thing. It looks like she's holding Jesus. Are we even allowed to say Jesus' penises? Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, she captioned the tweet, what it 
exactly is Mary holding? I wonder if I, if I, I might be able to retweet it, actually, if that's embedded in the story. Her confusion is caused by a rather unfortunate design error the artist made when adding colour to Jesus' leg. Yeah. Um, uh, if I can re... I think, I think I can... I mean, how many people does it go that? through before a design becomes... With Jesus' penis. <laughs> There we go. I'm going to retweet it. I'm retweeting it now, guys, if you want to have a little look at it. It's, but, but surely uh, someone's looked at this before it's gone up. I'm so speaking. Jesus is, yeah. Just, I think just end the story there. <laughs> but mega sigh. Mega sigh. Mega sigh. <laughs> <laughs> I've just retweeted it if you want to have a look at, um, uh, the Holy, the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, three, four, four. I'm not going to give the number out. It's the last few minutes of the show. If you know it, you know it. If you, if you don't, don't know it's it. It's too late. You, yeah, exactly. Um, what you got, Boyley? Well, yes. This, this, is it? This. Come on, you got right. it. You can do Woman's it. Woman's Tinder date bragged about his finances before having his card declined and asking his dad for money to cover the one hundred pound bill. Okay. Right. Um, a woman has told how Tinder date bragged about his finances uh, during their expensive dinner, only to have his card declined when paying for the bill. Emma Louise Sanders, 30, of Raynham, Essex, recalled how the man, who was not named, ordered rounds of drinks at an upmarket restaurant at London's Sky Garden, where cocktails start at £13. Just... <laughs> I'm laughing. That, it's London. Actually, that's, that's quite cheap. Yeah. Despite her insistence that she didn't want any. However, when it came time to pay the £100, the flashy man found himself short. His credit card was declined three times and he was ultimately forced to phone his dad to ask for a bank transfer to cover his costs. Oh, mate. Oh, well. Emma was on Tinder for two years before meeting Mr. Wright, Danny, in 2016. They now have a son called Callum. She wanted to share her dating horror story to give younger women an insight into the reality of dating apps. Recalling this particular day, Emma told how the man spent the evening boasting about how much money he had and showing off his Apple Watch. It was a really expensive dinner, she continued. I really didn't even want to pay my share as he ordered me drinks even though I said I didn't want them and then drank them himself. <laughs> ah, this guy sounds like an absolute why didn't they, player. Why didn't they stay together? When his card was declined at the end of the meal, the man told Emma he had a £2,000 limit and even showed her his banking app to prove his point. Gosh. However, she noticed he'd already racked up charges of £1,925 on the card. Des desperate for solution, the man left Emma alone at the restaurant for an hour to withdraw money from an ATM. She continued, I had to stay there with my bank card behind the counter, which only had about £7.50 on it. <laughs> because he'd already insisted I wouldn't need any money when he phoned his dad to transfer him some money. The pair parted ways at the end of the meal, but the nightmare didn't end there. During their date, Emma had taken a photo of their meal and tagged him in a Facebook post... Only for his long-term girlfriend to see it and message her the following morning. The guy was a compulsive liar, Emma added. She then arranged to meet him again, this time at a lo... What? 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 Careful, because you're about to knock that monitor over here with, so, with all your what's. She arranged to meet the man again. Yes. This time to at a local restaurant where she knew the staff. She was going to see she, him well, again. Is she going to out him, though, as a player? Is that where this story goes? No. When I questioned mm -hmm. him, he hung his head low and didn't say much, she said. Emma paid for her meal and made him pay for his after telling him to leave. There you go. Yeah, she was confronting him. Okay. Good for her. She sounds like a very um, sensible human being. He sounds like a catch, doesn't he? <laughs> Quick game of Adamant. Microphone's on. Come on, Sam, you're in. I'm going to go first. Adamant. Tanita Tickerham. Uh, Michael Jackson. Um, uh, uh, what's the, uh, uh, 
dear. You can start the five countdown five, now. Five. Um, four. The Nice. Is that a thing? The band called The Nice, yeah. Elastica. Arctic Monkeys. Spice Girls. Back to you. Oh, yeah. Jean-Paul. Jean-Paul. <laughs> Los Lobos. Uh, Shawadi-wadi. <laughs> Yellow. Orchestral Maneuvers in the Dark. Kiss. Seal. Lisa Loeb. The Beach Boys. Back on it. The S's. There's not that many S's. Five. Sam Smith. Five. Four. Pow. You too. So it's no. Five. Four. Oasis. S. Spandau Ballet. You can start Five, the countdown. Four. Terrorvision. Nirvana. He's good. Abba. Back to you. Five. Aha. Back to you. Five. Mm. Four. Oswald. Deacon Blue. <laughs> Five. Four. Electric Like Orchestra. Mm, electric Like Orchestra. <laughs> Adamski. <laughs> you start the countdown straight away. Five. Ian. Four. Um, three. Oh, what's the guy? Two. One. Incognito. Oh. Is that a group? Yes. Okay. Oh. Ozone. Electronic. Is Oz- hang on, is Ozone a group? Yeah, they're the one that, you know, do you know the, um, Maya He song? Of course, oh. I, of course I don't. Just nod and smile. All right, okay, yes, look fine. old farts. Okay, go on, what did you say? Electronic. Um, uh, uh. Five. Four. China Crisis. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Ooh, sister Sledge. Uh, Echo Belly. Mm. Three. Yazoo. You got, got start the three countdown straight away. Three. Yes. <laughs> Fat Sunita. three. <laughs> um, uh, uh, three. Two. One. Well done, Catherine! Yes! yes! On that bombshell, dear listener, the show is over. Tomorrow night, bring food, bring snacks, bring party games. We're going to sit and take calls straight to air or stand, who knows, for three whole hours. And we're going to play This Is Your Life. <laughs> oh, no, we're not. We're back tonight at 10. Don't forget, podcasts are plenty. Stay tuned. Coming up after one, it's Andre Walker. This is Talk Radio. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.